Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me, as always, it is my partner in crime. It is the man, the myth, the legend, Joshua Gangsta Time Cold. Cold partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What's good, Chris? What up, Brian? What up, everybody listening? Hell yeah. Very excited. And also joining us through Discord, it is my producer, my brother. It is Edgelord Big News, Brian. What's up, nerds? Damn, Brian, are you spaced out or something? <laughs> Things are coming in a little late right oh. now, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's a little bit of delay going on here. <laughs> well, all right. That shouldn't cause any calamities. But uh, I'm very, I'm very excited though, despite our lagging di- difficulties. Uh, it is episode 111. Uh, make a wish. I hope that's right. I don't know if it's three ones or four ones. I think it's four ones. We're four ones. It's four ones. What happens if we do every time it's 11 11? You got to make a wish. What yeah. if you do it one 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 one? It's boring. It's fucking lame. Oh. It's not where it's, it's at. special because on the clock, that's the only time when all the numbers can match in every single spot. Is that right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, even the seconds. Damn. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. You learn something new. Even the milliseconds. Yeah, I guess the more you know. Well, let's get into the show proper. We got a lot to go through, so let's get into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram, Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? That's at JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram as well. Oh, yeah. Brian? You can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Whoa. No social meds? No. Don't even look at my Twitter. Don't <laughs> even look at my Instagram, my, which you could also find at uh, b.esp. <laughs> yeah, not, not that one. Yeah, but don't go there, you piece of shit. There. <laughs> Stay away. Don't at your own at your own peril. Don't you follow Brian. Brian does not want to be followed, but you can follow him at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Only if you so choose. Uh, we could you could follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We do a weekly really good chapter of the week audience poll, so you guys can uh, voice out what you guys thought is the best chapter of the week and we reveal the results in the show every episode uh following uh there is no black clover this week so it is really up in the air and it could be anybody so very excited to reveal the results of this one uh so you know follow us there uh if you have any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk to us about email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com or go onto the youtube Go on to any of our videos, comment, you know, any anything you want to say, and maybe we'll read your comments on the air and we'll talk it out. We'll, we'll have some fun. Uh, and I, I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can listen to the show on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there. So get on it. Uh, and please subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, like, f- you know, all that stuff. You know, the, what the what the influencers tell you to do. Do that smash that like button you know um i think that's it for plugs uh let's let's get into it spoiler alerts ahead it is time jujutsu kaisen 
I think both we of you were, were both wrong. Right. Yeah. Hmm. The randomizer. Oh, you called One Piece? Damn it. Yeah, Brian said uh, One Piece. Uh, right. Josh and Brian always try to guess which came up first in the randomizer, and it is Jujutsu Kaisen this week. Back after three weeks hiatus, uh, which, I mean, hell of a vacation. So, you know, very, very missed. Uh, this is Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 148, The Perfect Preparation. Um, last we left off, the game plan was formed as far as the calling game is concerned. Uh, Maki was going to go back home to uh, this special curse tool workshop and try to arm herself with more special tools. And uh, everybody else is, you know, doing their own thing. This this chapter is specifically focused on Maki. Uh, and the first person that she meets uh, going into the door is Naoya, and he is immediately disrespectful. Uh, <laughs> the first thing he says is like, yikes, what a face. That ain't going to heal. What are you going to do now? Um because the entirety of the uh, of the Zenin clan seems to be made up of extraordinarily sexist people, so yeah, uh, very disrespectful. And basically, he's just amongst like, other things. Yeah, I mean, you know, they are terrible people through and through for the most part, uh, yeah. <laughs> in more ways than one. So yeah, he just like keeps bullying her and try to get a rise out of her, but Maki just kind of stone faces him, you know. Uh, and she just goes away into this weird cave. I guess she, that's where the workshop is. And um, this woman pulls up. I, I don't know if this is her mom or something, but she just is basically like, Maki, you're not supposed to be here. And she pulls out the keys and said, hey, the head of the clan says it's okay. I can be here. And um, we cut over to um, Fushigoro and, uh, and Maki talking about the whole situation. And how uh, Fushigoro doesn't really want to be the head of the clan. And, uh, you know, he keeps trying to get Maki to do it. Because that was actually Maki's goal. She wanted to be, like, the head of the clan. But historically, women aren't allowed to be heads of the clan in this family. Uh, especially Maki, who can't, who doesn't have any, like, particular talent for seeing curses or having cursed energy at all. So, you know, she's, like, below the ground. She's, like, below dirt to this family for the most part. Um, and yeah, Fujigoro keeps trying to get her to do it. And she's like, I'm not ready yet. You know, I'm not, I'm not good enough even, even right now, because if she were to become clan leader, she's still not in a place where she can make my, her sister feel like she belongs. Cause she also has, um, kind of a disability when it comes to cursed energy or, Yikes. yeah, I, I think it's that she can't see cursed spirits, but she has cursed energy. I think that's her deal. Um, I could be wrong. Please correct me in the comments if I'm incorrect. It's been a it's been a while since I watched the uh, the anime. Um, but yeah, Maki just walks past this. Uh, oh, this is her mom. Yeah, <laughs> her mom and just you know walks up to the door, and the warehouse seems to be empty, and it except for two people, Megumi's fa- uh, not Megumi, uh, Maki's father and Mai, who's in there as well. Um, <clears throat> about Mai. Yeah, uh, speak of the devil, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and man, I mean, her dad has like weird, fully black eyes with like this little white sliver in the middle. It's very weird. Um, and very schemish. Yeah, very, very evil. Very boahaha, if you might yeah. say. Um, and we cut over to Naoya talking to the other. Um, 
the other brother of the Zenin clan, and they're talking basically, you know, about their plans. Um, they he reveals that a lot of people are actually kind of in favor of Megumi becoming the new head, um, because you know, to repair relations with Gojo's family. But you know, now that Gojo's not around, uh, they don't feel like they don't have to for the most part, I guess. So you know, they. And especially since, like, the second, like, tenement that was put out, uh, the notice from the Jujutsu headquarters is that uh, Gojo is deemed an accomplice and is kind of excommunicated from the Jujutsu world. So they're taking this opportunity to execute um, Megumi, Mai, and Maki uh, before they can free Gojo. You know, it's just like a weird power grab type of a, type of a deal. Um, it's pretty fucked. Um, yeah. And now he's like, yeah, now he's like, hey, are you sure that Uncle Oki's cool with this? And uh, this <laughs> his brother's like, man, it was his idea. Yeah, he said, bro, he don't want to approach me about it. Yeah. Uh, honest, TBH. I mean, even I was <laughs> so, like, damn, you yeah. shysty. Um, and we cut over to uh, Maki's dad using the uh, secret art falling blossom emotion. Um, and it's a domain countermeasure, uh, I guess, where it like it just basically allows him to just be fucking just hit a an un, unleash a mighty single blow. Um, and but my came but Maki came prepared. She came out with um, one of Juzo Kumiya's masterpieces, uh, the the Dragon Bone, which accumulates force and cursed energy and ejects him out the back. It has these little like rocket boosters at the end. Uh, yeah, it's cool. pretty. It's pretty cute. So you know, um, they start fighting it out, uh, and Maki's like kind of holding her own. She manages to like cut this dude's sword in half and um, try to get the upper hand. But then, um, it, like before we even notice what happened happens in a two page spread, the chapter ends with Maki's dad just like slicing the shit out of her. And um, as uh, Maki falls to the ground, he says, why couldn't I become clan head? Because my children are all worthless. Yeesh. Yeah. It's coming. It's all coming back because, you know, I read this shit all the way back on Sunday. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, bro. This was uh, how do I say it? disappointing oh yeah but at the same time impressive (laughs) how so uh let me elaborate let me let me elaborate so obviously my i'm i'm a maki fan i'm pretty sure all of us are kind of in her corner you know the underdog type has a her her skill you want to see how she could kind of work her way outside the box against these people with powers you know the rock lead type we get it we love the archetype however (laughs) I don't. All right, you know I don't want to say this. She didn't lose. We don't know if she lost yet. Maybe she just dropped and it's it's not over. It, it looks like it's over to me. So that's why I say disappointed. Mm-hmm. And that is her dad. He is a grown ass man. I really should tailor my expectations. Yeah, I mean it's an unfair advantage, I guess, because he has like everything she doesn't. And this series is very kind of grounded in that regard. Maki's extraordinarily talented, but. You know, I guess in the face of like a really strong, uh, 
curse user. I guess yeah. he, it's pretty rough. Um, I don't think it's over yeah, for she, Maki either. She, but huh? yeah, yeah, she. You know how it is in in these stories. So she might, all that bleeding don't really mean anything, right? Yeah. No, I mean Maki in particular. Like you know, talk, comparing I guess Maki to Rock Lee, I would say. I mean, I I really enjoy Maki, especially like getting re-familiar with like the early parts of the series um how capable she is and how fucking badass she is uh, i hope this isn't the end of her is what i'm saying um this is a really fast battle i think this is just more to show off how like fucking cruel and shitty the zenin are <laughs> yeah really- that that's what i got across mm-hmm. he's dead ass serious in what he's saying he caught his daughter with a special move yeah. he said i'm gonna use the beam sword come yeah. on man <laughs> And you use a beam sword against your daughter. She she she's judicially challenged, right? <laughs> and I just made that up. And um, <laughs> she looks she looks like she just came out of the uh fucking oven. And then you gonna pull out the beam sword and, and cut her face and her torso. Come on, bro. Yeah. Like you didn't need to go that. Just hard. put her out of her misery, man. That's what I'm saying, man. This might <laughs> if it's over for Maki at this point, I'm not gonna be that mad. I'm gonna just kind of say nice. At least uh, she can finally rest and not get maimed anymore. It's uh, it's kind of interesting because I zoomed in a little bit. Like, I can't really tell because the, the chapter, the art of this series is like historically kind of sketchy on purpose, you know. Um, but it looks like his, her, like the dad is crying, like Ogi is crying. I could be wrong about that, and maybe that's just. I like think a his feature. face got cut. No, not the not the cut. Like right under his eye, you see like these lines that I imagine are supposed to be tears. Oh. But I could be wrong about that. But in any case, uh, I'm so glad Jujutsu Kaisen's back and that it's not taking another break next week. Um, it's a sorely missed series. It's kind of like a weird breath of fresh air. Oh, way. you know, did you see? Yeah, it? you're right. Those do look like tears. They do look like tears, huh? You're right. Yeah, and I don't know if he's crying because he'll never become clan head because of his kids, or <laughs> that he has to yeah, kill. I would lean towards that <laughs> side as well. <laughs> if, if if I had to put money on it, if I was forced to, like if you know, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but in any case, I mean, I love Jujutsu Kaisen. This was this is a cool chapter to see in in general. I think like the fight for as short as it was was kind of cool. It's always cool to see Maki square up against people, because uh, her way of fighting is very exciting. Uh, because it's like bare bones, no magic powers necessarily involved. Um, but I'm into it. That's all I really got to say about it. I, th- I I thought it was a good chapter, but I feel like uh, my feelings on it will be more concrete when I see what happens next week. Uh, but any uh, any other thoughts before we move on? I'm not jumping out the window any further. <laughs> let it be patient. No thoughts, Brian. All right, then let us randomize. Justice League. This is Justice League number 61. Uh, last we left off, we've been dealing with a lot of things from Naomi's side of the universe. Uh, yeah. Uh, some people from her world have just like been invaded. Well, one person in particular named Brutus, who is, I guess, Brian Michael Bendis put into a character, uh, pulls up and... Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, he starts bantering and also fighting, but also bantering with the Justice League. But 
He he lost two times, and unlike most villains, he's like, I'm a head out <laughs> both times. Uh, he knows he's outmatched, yeah. and I respect that, I guess. But, I like how, how how his partner is like, damn, you came back real quick. He's just like, get off my ass, all right? I just, yeah, yeah, that's where I we... I want to get my ass beat. That's where There's we There's no point in me going in and dying, all right? That's literally the conversation. It's kind of funny. Uh, it starts off with <laughs> Brutus returning to his planet. And he he literally says it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted yo. The funny thing is, I wanted I almost I almost caught an attitude, man. I'm so yo. I'm so like over it with Bendis, man. But so I, but I really thought about it. I, from his, I just put myself in this guy's shoes and this fucking alien weirdo guy. I don't what is what is his name? Brut and Brutus, Brutus shoes. Brutus. And I was like, yeah, that was crazy, yo. Yeah, you got jumped, my nigga. Yeah, I mean, you, then you had a one on one, and it was still tough. And then her friends pulled up, and it was like slow for you, like shit. It was rough for him. Yeah, I mean, he literally says that is I can't even go to go look around the place without all these shiny meta supers jumping me. That's a quote from him. Uh, and this, uh, his partner, this lady, uh, is basically like, I can't just keep teleporting you there. It's it's hard for me, I guess. Um, and um yeah brutus is basically like i mean at least we know i i think this world is worth fighting for our world is fucked up we're just gonna go over and take theirs um and as he says that like they look up into the sky and they notice that like there's a surge of energy pulling through and they and the girl he's talking to uh mcmurph a weird name for an alien <laughs> um mcmurph <laughs> i am mcmurph the alien <laughs> she basically senses that like the justice league have arrived on their planet and um speak of the devil we turn over to the first person that we focus on black canary lands in some part of the rubble they all land in various areas of this destroyed planet and uh she gets jumped by you know the inhabitants of whatever this world is called and uh, she uses her sonic scream, which is way stronger than it is on Earth. Uh, Batman wakes up with no boost to his powers because he has none. Uh, but Naomi's starting to feel powers of her own as uh, Batman wakes up near her. Uh, he uses his like smoke screen, I guess, to get her away from some goons and leaves uh, an explosive batarang there. And he's like, I was made for this. <laughs> for doing cool shit like this on alien planets i think i thought i ain't gonna lie yo when when the smoke screen popped up i i was like yo is batman gonna have powers now since everybody's powers is, is acting weird like does he have abilities now no does he have the smoke screen quirk that's so funny. like he has the fourth oh quirk. man but nope, he just... Is he a dirtbag now? Yeah, no, he, he... It turns out he's just like, my sc- my smoke screen and my regular ninja powers are way better here. No, way better. <laughs> I can I can crawl around even more quietly. Uh, it's pretty cool. So, you know, he, he starts checking out Naomi, who's having kind of a panic attack at the moment. Um, <laughs> and then he just tells her to, like, think about DuckTales. He, he just says, DuckTales. She's like, what? DuckTales. And then it's like calms her down, I guess. And I don't know if this is based on like a real 
like field medic type thing where you know you 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 bring somebody back like it's an anchor word that brings you out of your anxiety but it works i want to believe it's less about the specific word and more so about it being a totally unrelated word that you have to think about to kind of anchor you as you said yeah i also don't you focus on something singular i also don't picture batman knowing anything about ducktales I feel like that's Nothing. like not his vibe. He was too young. He was too old for that show when it came out. Probably, I don't know how he knows, but he gets a call from Superman, who's just floating in the sky with his eyes closed because his heat vision is out of control, uh, and he's trying to like stop it from cyclopsing everywhere and destroying everything. Um, but uh, Batman's like, don't worry, just like w- open your eyes slowly, focus your eye line, and Superman tries to do it, but Brutus is right fucking there, and just yeah, it, like shuriukens him <laughs> uh, away. Uh, oh man, and the man himself, we cut over to Green Arrow waking up, <laughs> and every you know these bad guys, they're just fiddling with his shit, not knowing how. And they all have powers, by the way. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know about that. We don't know I'm if almost, everybody on this planet I'm, has power. I'm like 98% sure. I'm about 75% sure. I think like not everybody has powers. But it doesn't matter. Even if they did have powers, they're fucking with Green Arrow's arrows, and they don't know the magnitude of the shit that they're fucking with. No, they do not. The, the amount of preparation and science and dedication to the art yeah. of archery and, <laughs> and, 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 and uh, handcraft... Well, you know how backwards these aliens are because they've never even seen a bow and arrow before. It's like, wow. It, I guess like they just skipped bow and arrow and went straight to laser gun, but they are making a huge mistake underestimating these arrows. Because uh, like he's he, one of them is like pointing his own arrow at Green Arrow, and Green Arrow's like, "I wouldn't do that if I were you. Those are very strong arrows," <laughs> and um. Yeah, the arrows just start shocking this guy to nowhere because they're tied to his fingerprints. So nobody else can use Green Arrow's arrows but at Green Arrow. So this guy gets shocked and then Green Arrow lands the strongest punch in the DC universe on this guy. Um, and we cut over to the saddest one. It's Aquaman just sitting alone in this building. <laughs> and he's really just sitting there, just smallest violining everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, what's going on, bro? He's like, death? And isn't he like, isn't his new thing like life? He's the man of the of all life. He can talk to. Yeah, I mean, anything. I don't know what's going on with Aquaman. I have not been reading his series, but he is a massive bummer right now. I feel like at the first sight of trouble, he was like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. I'm dead. <laughs> nobody else around and then he just faints he faints out of nowhere and the bad guy comes and just grabs him by his hair and caveman pulls him away uh it's not very gangster aquaman i mean not very gangster at all (laughs) i don't know if brian michael bendis just hates aquaman but that was ultra disrespectful (laughs) um even hot girl fails uh, fares a little better she's just floating through the air and she uh finds black canary uh, and they're both talking about how like, oh well, uh, both of our powers feel amplified here. It's pretty cool. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Uh, 
and they're about to get attacked from behind. But guess who saves him? The man themselves. So, like the Green Arrow hits this dude, finds Black Canary. Uh, and that dude was definitely killing both of them with that axe. That's for, sure. for sure. For sure. It doesn't matter if they're both ultra powerful. As long as they have Green Arrow walking their back, watching their backs, they'll never die. You probably had an accurate axe throwing power. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't matter because, again, Green Arrow. No, of course. He, he, nuke- he neutralizes everything. You know what we call that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> GG. We call that <laughs> Easy Money GG. <laughs> There you go. Um, and at that moment, that's when Brutus comes in and slams Superman into the ground, and he's feeling pretty good right now. He's just like, Woo! <laughs> he's like, ah, like he, he just said, ah! put it back. Yeah, I got yeah, you, he, nigga. What's up? Oh, he doesn't end. <laughs> he doesn't end zone dance with the other people. Uh, and Woo! everybody's just watching in disbelief, like, whoa. Um, Superman's just kind of getting up and uh, Brutus is like ah, I'm so glad that you guys are here on my planet now you're on my home turf uh, and Brutus thinks he has the upper hand but he turns behind him and Black Adam looks pretty fucking cool in this moment he's just standing there like unhand him and he's presumably like super powered as well because of whatever this planet does to, to folks um, yeah maximum lightning yeah uh, Batman reunites with Hawkgirl, Aqua, uh, not Aquaman, uh, Green Arrow, and Black Canary, uh, as well as Naomi, and they group up together. They go to where the lightning is, where the battle is, uh, where the battle is happening. And by the time they get there, it is too late. I guess Brutus has both flattened Superman and Black Adam. Uh, damn. <laughs> Was not expecting that so soon. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, it's different. Like, they don't know how to control their powers on this planet because it's, like, supercharging them. So I guess maybe yeah. that's the dif- disadvantage here. Um, but... It makes sense. That was Justice League. Uh, a bit. This was a fun issue. I mean, I know we we had some fun about it. And, you know, we uh, made fun of it a little. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, like, uh, kind of fun. And the art's awesome. As always, David Martinez. Um, I thought it was a fun read, but I'm 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 digging this new Justice League run. I recommend. Oh no, yeah, I like that. It's not that. It's not, it's. I was gonna say it's not bad, but it's 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 good. It's good. I like the fighting. I don't hate Brutus. Yeah, I don't hate Brutus. Cool. I don't hate Brutus because there's not a billion Brutuses out there. You know, like, there is not. Yeah, he's really raging. <laughs> a lot of anime influence in these american comics and i am loving it well david marquez is uh i think i don't know i there was a story this week where uh a couple of uh american comic artists uh drew my hero academia stuff like the artist for bat for batman currently george jimenez he drew uh i think uh all might and and midoriya it was kind of cool to see them mm. like there's some uh there's some weebs in the comic industry and i'm appreciating it uh, but with that being said, I think uh, I'm ready to move on. Are you ready to move on, Josh? Yes. <laughs> That's random. My hero academia. This is my hero academia, chapter 312, uh, Hired Gun. 
Uh, we cut to a RGC. Oh Jesus, Brian! God damn it! We we talked about this, but this uh, yeah, certified Brian's RGC. RGC certified RGC. Certified RGC. Shock horror! I couldn't. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, we start off with a flashback as Hawks is talking to Midoriya, uh, and he's basically explaining is like. I think we'll, you'll be okay. It was before they headed out on this whole uh, training Midoriya on the job type thing where they're like, I think you'll be okay. Uh, you got one for all. You you know, you're, you're, you seem to be learning it pretty well. Um, but my one concern is that like all for one and Shigaraki need aren't at a stage where they can steal one for all yet. And the doctor's out of the picture. So they have to, they don't have the, the tech to preserve fresh quirk factors. Um, so, you know, because they rate, they apparently raided his facility uh, and all that. So the best option for the villains is to take them alive, um, which is a tall order for most, except for one woman. And mm. it turns out it's the coincidentally the woman, the very woman that's after Midoriya right now. Um, and it turns out she used to be uh, a senior colleague of, her, of Hawks's. So that's the a next sh- hero. Yeah, she was she was an ex hero, and not just that, like kind of like above Hawks in that way. Uh, I guess when he was a kid, she was like hurt his superior. Yeah, and he and Hawks warns Midoriya that if he meets this woman, to drop everything and run. Um, and split. <laughs> yeah, uh, Midoriya. We cut back to the present. She and Midoriya sees the bullet that took out his phone, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's her." Ammunition made out of pink and dark blue fibers. Um, a former hero employed by the safety commission, Lady Nagent. Right? I think that's how you say it. I guess Nagant. Nagant? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Nagant. And um, she fires off another shot. Midoriya starts to run. Um, and as he's running, he retrieves his phone and he's like, all right, now I should retreat. And he senses like some danger incoming and a bullet just comes in and Midoriya just is like, Ah!" (laughs) Uh, so yeah, we then cut into a little bit of a flashback from, I imagine Midoriya's perspective watching this like new special about the top heroes to watch. Um, and we talked. We see Snipe, who's a, like a kind of a tertiary hero we've seen in the background a lot at UA, um, talking about uh, Lady Nagant uh, and basically explaining the difference between them. Uh, Snipe's ability is uh, quirk is uh, homing. He basically can, if he throws anything, he can let he he can target anything within six hundred meters, and uh, it will hit as long as you know it's within that six hundred meter range. Um, he can't pick what part of the target he hits, but he will hit the target in one way or another. But um, yeah, Nagant's quirk is different. She's got the quirk rifle. Um, <laughs> she can pull off everything that Snipe can do, plus from three kilometers away. Um, and on top of that, her bullets come from her hair that she twists, and it becomes any kind of type of bullet that she wants, whether it's curving rounds or hollow points. And, uh, yeah, she she could basically like 
you fuck up, fuck up anybody from a long distance, essentially. Um, and right on, she like hits Midoriya at some point, and you know he, he Midoriya tries to get his bearings, and he realizes, oh, I fucking know where she is, so I'll take the fight to her. And um, Midoriya starts launching after her. Um, Lady Nagant changes her arm back to normal. And we do get a confirmation, uh, you know, that uh, the guy with her is, in fact, uh, is overhaul. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not like a, I, I knew it. <laughs> it just is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, so she pulls him along and she's like, damn, I, I wish I shouldn't have. I, I don't think I should have brought you with me. Maybe I should have ditched you after all. And we cut back I think to. This honestly confirmed for me that. All for one was literally in his own body walking around and has all these machines and shit connected to him. I thought it was like a metaphor for Shigaraki, but it was literally two different people. Like all for one is 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 out. Yeah, he's out. He definitely left. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I really didn't understand that before. I thought he was like so hurt and that he couldn't even move around and shit, but that's not the case. He's yeah. okay. Yeah, no, I think he was definitely like controlling Shigaraki's body, but he could also move around, I guess. Um, but anyway, all, all for one approaches uh, Lady Nagant and he's like, ah, I have a specific request for you, unlike those others. And uh, he basically predicts that Midoriya is going to go work alone and uh, he tasks her with capturing him. Uh, so N- Lady Nagant is like, why should I do it's that? It's not really a prediction, right? He says it's it's under my like it's it's like something it's like he got informed about it. How would he this was before he even got out. So like um, let me read it again, but it's like the way that he says it, it's like he's saying um it, somebody let me know that Deku Yeah, you see in the days to come, I expect that a certain UA student will leave the school. So, I yeah, it's, it's like me. somebody fed that information into him, and um, he's kind of preparing for, like... No, I don't think anybody fed him that information. Um, I think... He says in the days to come... Remember, he, there's still a traitor in UA. No, I, I, I don't think he... I think it says that he expected... He, like, he thinks that some... That like Midori is going to start working on his own. He didn't say that somebody told him, and he wouldn't have been able to know that because this was like at the jail. This is at Tartarus that he's saying this to her. So like, there's no way he could like anybody could have fed him that information because Midori probably didn't even know he was going to do that. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, I think it's like a guess that he like uh, that he got kind of dead on. <clears throat> he would expect Midori to go off and train and and handle shit. Um, but in any case, I guess we'll find out how he knew. But what if, what if? Here's the theory: What if Deku is the traitor? What? And we <laughs> didn't know this entire time because he could probably. What if one for all can access? Uh, what if all for one can access one for all in spurts and gain information from Deku? I mean, who knows? I don't think because this Deku was kind of like knocked out at this time. So yeah, exactly. And that's how and look, oh, that's the other thing. You see how where they're inside like in the in the one for all world that it's inside the prison that sh- that um 
the the original user was in. Mm. If you look at the room, the the door that 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 um the second and third user were facing, like the wall with the door in the middle, that's the same door as the one that he was locked in, like for his cage. I don't know about that. Or I his cell. I think that door was the door for that. Who? For Chikasi? No, I think the, that's the, the door. The original user. No, I think that was the door that the original user was was like trapped in. Yeah, Not exactly. That's door. what I'm saying. Is and that's why I feel like this comes full circle. Is that he's in there to keep one for uh, all for one out more than uh, like before? It was to keep him in, but now it's to keep one for all out. You know? I don't know. I'm kind of confused about that. You, you you like you what I'm saying is like originally that that like there's a reason why that's the metaphor that he's choosing, the visual metaphor that he's choosing for uh one for all, right? Like there's no like he's not doing it just because to have him inside the same cage that his brother locked him in 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 the one for all world. Well, he considered So my that theory is he- that that door is closed to keep uh, all for one from getting in there and accessing the ability. Yeah, maybe. I, I think like the door, the significance of the door is that like that cage was where all for uh, one for all was born. So that's like where he sees the birthplace of one for all. And that's why they're all there. Exactly. And once that door opens, there's a chance that all for one can get in there. And that's what I think they're building that, that visual like, moment for i feel like there's gonna be a moment where once he finally gets all uh one for all that door is gonna fucking open and he's gonna be standing there yeah maybe i don't know i i think that's like looking way down the road from but that's my theory now i believe that deku is the is the traitor that that's my that's my i don't think deku's the traitor i think the unintentional traitor i don't know i don't think it's so like a far stretch for him to guess that midoriya is just gonna be out there doing stuff yeah, uh, but I feel like it makes sense for him to know that because he saw Deku talking to to his homies in that in in the fucking uh one uh one for all world. Yeah, and I that's why that. he's like, yeah, okay. So I listened in, and yeah, there he's gonna be doing this shit. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I really don't know. It could be. I don't think that uh, it'll be weird if like I I'm not sure I would like that twist. That I was like, oh, it's because I was listening in to Midoriya the whole time. I mean, if you if you if you really look though, there are similarities between the one for all world and the all for one world. Like even when Shigaraki was in was in his like all for one world, it was similar. It was very similar to this one because it it was using um a, a place of a memory as an anchor point for his 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 uh stage. You know what I mean? No, I get so it. So they, they, they have their own astral worlds, essentially. So I really do think that these worlds are linked. And that's why the door is closed, metaphorically saying that he's keeping things out. So I really do think that this is where Horikoshi is going with this when it, when it comes it to, to Deku and being the traitor, the unintentional traitor. It could be. I feel it's like it's interesting. Yeah, uh, I feel like, yeah, that is and it's a possibility. I wouldn't take that off the table. I think it's still the hamster or, you know, washer, washer, washer machine. No, not the Mr. washer machine guy. Uh, uh, 13? Vacuum guy. 13? Thir- yes, 13. Why is that his name? I don't know. 13, bad luck. Bad. Evil. Mm. 
I, I think Josh. I think Josh is the one who cracked the fucking case here. Thirteen I'm telling bay. you, or the hamster. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we got away a from everything. Um, but... I mean, it's gonna happen really soon anyway. This is my hero academia. So if anything, we're prepping for the next. You know, for maybe the a chat that's gonna be coming in another four weeks. I don't know. Towards we'll... the end of the series. Yeah. Well, we'll find out one way or the other. Um, outside of all that, after he says that. Um, oh, God, I thought we finished already. I, w- I mean, like, we got really sidetracked. Uh, she basically is like, why should I? And he's basically like, well, you killed a hero. You know, you seek the downfall of the hero society. This kid is the one thing that's like keeping the society up. So, you know, as long as it goes around, as long as this uh, fucking dream goes around it, you know you never get your thing you never get your your goal accomplished um and overhaul is down bad he's just out here like our boss i have to get to our boss um and one for like oh the young shie hasakai leader a friend of yours and she's like no nah, i just kind of saved him and i'm carrying around because i figured he'd be in ha- he'd come in handy somehow but you know and she's basically like sees him as a as another victim kept down by the wicked hero society, um, and to seal the contract between them, uh, all for one gives uh, gives Lady Nagant a gift, a second quirk, the quirk known as Airwalk, and that's where the chapter oh. ends. Fun fact: He actually used this one in his fight versus the heroes before his fight with uh, All Might. Yeah, yeah, he was flying. I remember that. Um, that's kind of cool. Uh, I, I like the idea that like all for one is also just handing down quirks to his henchmen. So like some people probably have like more than one. So yeah, which is he uh, has a lot of them. Which kind of takes away like Midoriya's like probably only advantage is that he has multiple quirks. So do his enemies. Um, um, I thought this was a cool chapter. Um, I'm interested to see you know what Lady Nagant's deal is. Uh, And I know that she's probably going to get, like, convinced, uh, like, Midoriya's going to change her mind in some way, but I'm very interested. Maybe, maybe Midoriya gets taken by her and it becomes a Midoriya retrieval arc. That would be dope. That would actually be dope. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so down for that. I'm so down for that. Talk about... Slowing the pace down. <laughs> that would be dope. Yeah. And also, I, what I really <laughs> like about this chapter. Make a wish. One eleven. What I really like about this chapter is um, like how Deku kind of operated in this fight. Um, wait, is Chris still here? I'm here. Like Spider Man. Oh yeah. So he was kind of like it's kind of like this was a classic Deku chapter, you know, like um. He he kind of came across the situation and he's like, all right, uh, I should probably just do what I'm told and dip. And then, um, you know, he kind of like when things start turning around, he just starts using his brain. He's like, all right, what do I know? What is, what's all the information I could gather on this person? All right. Bam. All right. I know this. Now I got to figure out a plan and all that shit. And he's moving and he's doing all this shit. And it's fucking dope. It's just love when Deku has these these Shikamaru like moments. Where he's where he kind of constructs a plan and execute and tries to execute it. Yeah, I would say that like Midoriya is very like an um, he's very he's different from Shikamaru, not in a bad way at all. It's just like he's a 
he's very quick on his feet where Shikamaru needs a minute, <laughs> I think. Um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Midoriya, I'm glad like the more quirks he has, it hasn't made him over-reliant on, uh, on the other quirks. And I'm sure that like one way or another, this battle is going to show the first two uh, successors quirks. And uh, I'm well, he has float, black whip, smokescreen, elite, and um, <laughs> danger sense, and danger sense, strength. So, what quirks was he was he not relying strength. on again? Smokescreen. No. He no, hasn't used strength like, yet because he was using black whip extensively. Yeah, using. No. <laughs> I mean, he's relying on it extensively. Extensively, he's he's relying on it, but it's not a big deal. It's not a it's not a big problem that he's using these quirks the way he uses them because usually people are like oh he's gonna be too strong and all that shit but Deku's Deku isn't strong because of these quirks right this chapter highlighted what his strength is the past two chapters and the two people he fought this uh, yeah. lady Nagant and and muscular they highlight that Deku's strength is his ana- is his analytical side it's how he breaks things down you know. It is how he applies these quirks properly to the appropriate situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes Deku great, like as a hero, um, because he's always been analytical, right? And these quirks individually are ass. Let's be honest. Aside from the the strength one, but every other quirk is ass individually. Black Whip's pretty cool. I'll yeah, say but black, it's still black not that one of his more fire yeah, powers. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Smokescreen is kind of trash, but. The other three are super, like, useful for, as far as, you know, just kind of being able to... They're handy. That's all I could say. Yeah, yeah, they're all, like... Like, like, we, like we said, this, so yeah, exactly. They're all supportive stuff. So, like Chris said, I guess, you know, the whatever the other two quirks are probably will be really flashy. I yeah. would hope so. I, I, I want to see something cool. Yeah, no, I imagine they'll be flashy. Um, two flashy quirks and the other supports. I'm into it. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say about my hero academia. I had a, I had a good time reading it. I'm excited to see what comes next. Y'all ready to randomize? User. Let's go. Hmm. Daredevil. This is Daredevil number 30. Um, Mm. dope, dope front page. First of all, I mean, I will, I, I will gush about, Electra's Daredevil outfit all chapter long. It's so great. Yeah, and the art of and just the the, the drawings of Electra too, like like with the hair and shit, mm-hmm. just right. amazing. The outfit, the hair, like I never cared about Electra at all until now. Yeah. Now I think she's a really dope fucking character. Yeah, big just fan. like that. Big fans. And I hope she stays Daredevil forever, even if she's not in Hell's Kitchen. I don't care if there are two Daredevils. Share the. I name. don't care. I don't give a fuck. It's fine. Share the name. She can still call herself Electra. Yeah. She could sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I'm Electra, but you also know I'm Daredevil, nigga. Yeah. I also have this dope. Scene. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What else you want? Um, but we open up with Butch, uh, getting a cu- getting moved into his new office as the new kingpin of New York City. Um, Daredevil's reckless ass brother Mike pulls up and is like, "Hey, we're here. We made it. Uh, moving on up to the east." <laughs> and uh butch is like damn stop being so loud you know what i mean like can you at least pretend to be blind because at the moment they're twin like my matt has a br- twin brother named mike and he's passing as matt so you know daredevil's identity could be protected 
while he's in prison. Um, and, yeah, but he's also taking advantage of it in the worst way. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, Mike asks, you know, how's Izzy doing? And he says, Izzy told me to take care of the new daredevil. So, you know, that goes against Fisk's orders. So I'm kind of, uh, kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place here, but you know, uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of nervous. I think he's literally like, well, I mean, I just made it to the place I always wanted to be and it's already problems. Um, (laughs) not, not fun at all. Um, we then cut over to daredevil in a fucking hospital bed. Uh, and after surviving a prison jumping and stabbing, um, he wakes up to Kirsten, who's waiting for him to wake up. And uh, at, at the same time, Cole and Foggy also pull up to the hospital and they all berate him for fucking hanging out in prison where he technically does not have to. Um, yeah. And um, Cole comes in and is like, look, obviously you wouldn't survive in jail. It's a bad idea for you to be there. <laughs> Seeing as how two days later, you're in a hospital bed, hospital bed stabbed up. So, you know, I brought agent Keish from, uh, Oh no, sorry, not agent Keish. Sorry. Um, agent Kesbe from the FBI. And, uh, you know, we're, we're working on a case about the prison that you're working for. It's a, it's a, the guy who owns it is a piece of shit. And he uses like prison labor and there's on-the-job fatalities that are not being reported. So if you can help her with this and kind of be an informant on that and exchange information, you we can commute your sentence and get you out of prison for this. Uh, and Daredevil goes, I'll do it. I'll help. But I'm going to be stay. I will serve my full time. Man of God. Uh, <laughs> yes, because he is a Catholic man. <laughs> And, uh, you know, as you said, a man of God, and he's going to stick to his word, stubborn as a mule. Yeah, my favorite part is everybody's just like, oh, my God. Just Even the Muslim lady's like, no, she's like, you're dumb. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> are you stupid? She said, like, why do you have an orange mask on? She doesn't say it, but I know what she's thinking that. Like, you look so stupid. <laughs> It's fucked up they won't let him keep his like actual devil mask, but I guess that's I guess that'd be weird. And they even made his eyelids orange for the mask. That's hilarious. The tints. Yeah, for sure. I didn't notice that. That's funny. <laughs> um we then cut over to the nighttime in Manhattan. Um Electra is hanging out with her new Robin, training her. Um and she's basically taking her on little missions and stuff and uh Apparently, Electra has paid off a few civilians in Hell's Kitchen to uh, be her informants, and they told nice. and to keep an eye on the new uh, kingpin of Hell's Kitchen. Uh, so they get word that he's like doing some shit, and he's like, "You want to come, child? <laughs> you you want to come to this dangerous dangerous scene?" Uh, and she's like, "Yeah." Uh, hey, shit! What else am I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we then cut over to Kingpin setting up a nice little dinner with Typhoid Mary. Uh, and he's like, hey, it's been a while. You know, uh, I brought you over so we could chat. You know, I know we've had some rough patches, but, you know, let's talk about our future. And Typhoid Mary's like, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to stay clean and not go crazy like I do. 
And Fisk is like, nah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Let's talk about the future. And um, we cut back over to this like weird warehouse nightclub thing. As Daredevil, Electra pulls up in full Daredevil garb, uh, strutting down with this child who has who's only armed with a hoodie and a face mask. And a surgical mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you know, mask up, dude. COVID's out there. Um, they get inside and because Electra owns everything in this town. So, you know, they basically... Yeah, like, so she pulls up in her Daredevil outfit. Check this out, right? <laughs> the bouncer's like, uh, Daredevil? She's like, yeah, let me in. And he's like, I don't know. Uh, and then she's like, yo, you're going to let me in because I own this building. I'm Electra, nigga. <laughs> He's like, yo, oh, Whoa. man, you didn't just tell me your identity like that? And she's like... And, you know, Electra puts it very clear. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, man, it was so cool. She was like, neither of my identities have anything to fear. They create fear. It was called partner, but it's <laughs> called gangster time. I, mean, I, was like, well, I literally out loud was like, ooh, shit. Ooh. That's true. She doesn't care. Fucking burn, like, dude. I, because it's not like anyone knows she's linked to like Matt Murdock or anything like that, right? No, they haven't like there's there was no PDA between them, no. right? Between no, Matt Murdock and right. So yeah, I mean, yeah. just a pure moment makes sense. Like she could literally do whatever the fuck she wants. She doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah, and both. the little girl that's accompanying her is like, "Whoa, you own this building?" And she's like, "Yes, I own ninety percent of the kitchen." So you know, yes, it's pretty very guys. Yes, I do, little girl. <laughs> no, yes, no backstory. Just like yes, I just, I just own it. I just own ninety percent. Anyway, there's the bad guy. I'm gonna go deal with him. <laughs> you yeah, wait stay, right here for a second. Stay close, but not too close, so you know they don't. You don't blow up my spot. Uh, and she goes up to confront Butch, who's just chilling, and uh, they have like this cool super villain superhero talk. It like, was oh, I'm, what do you mean? Wait, I'm waiting to the end. Where he's like, hey, I'm Butch. Should I call you Daredevil, Lady Daredevil? And uh, she's like, I'm Daredevil. And he's like, well, you've been a pain in my ass. And it turns out, uh, <laughs> words, word travels quick. I know you're Electra because, you know, the guys out front worked for me and they texted me kind of immediately. Like, mm, just shot me a text like, bro, did you know? Oh, my God. It is Daredevil and it is Electra. Uh, and. She's basically like, I know you bought the kitchen uh, and gave everyone cheap rent, which means more disposable cash, and more disposable cash means more time at the club, uh, and maybe some drags. You know. What people do with money. They don't get it from me, they'll get it from somebody else, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> Let them yeah. rock. And I kind of felt what he was saying. Yeah, I, it makes uh, sense. From, from that particular perspective. Because he's not telling the whole truth. <laughs> it's okay. No, yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of an interesting talk where they're basically like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's illegal. I got this from your tenant. You know, I have guns to protect the kids. And, you know, everybody's just chilling. They may be doing a lot of illegal shit, but, you know, it's cool. I'm protecting like people. You do illegal shit, too. Yeah. You throw kunais. That's not legal. <laughs> Last you I checked. You get arrested right now if you went and did that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I need to pass the bar to understand that throwing sides everywhere is not cool. So what's yeah. your fucking problem? Um, and um, it's pretty cool. Like Daredevil's like, I see right through your shit. You're no freedom fighter. You're just 
you're just a fucking drug dealer making a ton of money off of people. And you're an extortionist too. So, you know, take your shit and get out of here. Um, but Butch says something interesting. He's like, man, I don't think either of us really believe what we're doing, you know? Uh, but, you know, but one thing I do know is that the to win these streets, you need the people on your side. And these people just watched you walk in moments before you ruined their evening. And I guess, play hit it on a pod. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess Jason. I was like, oh, pulls damn, up. he's right. <laughs> Come on, Alexa. Damn, he Alexa. He brought a little girl. Yeah. So what Jason Voorhees pulls up and just like attacks her with a katana. It looks like. Um, and they fight for a while. It's kind of like a cool scene. Uh, this this uh, goon is like giving her a little trouble. This rando in a suit is just like atta- like attacking the girl, and I guess she like starts fighting him. Uh, Electra's just tight because she can't kill this dude. She's just like, oh my god, it would be so easier if I could fucking shank this guy. But Matt's infantile rules. Uh. So, you know, the battle continues on uh, and Electra's kind of on the ropes uh, fighting, you know, with not to kill, fighting to stun as really kind of like takes her skills to a, a lower level, it seems. And uh, she's about to get like, I guess, smoked, but somebody smokes them first. Uh, the little girl just pops off a bullet on this dude in the mask and she's like, oh, damn. And as Alice yeah. faints from shock of what she just did, Electra grabs her before she falls. She looks back, and the dude seems to disappear into fire. Green mist? Yeah, green a green mist. And Electra immediately knows what time it is. It's the hand. So The hand. Drop everything and focus on this. God damn it. It's the hand, the shit that I warned Matt about. <laughs> they're already here. and I guess they're helping Butch, which is pretty strong. That's <laughs> a pretty big deal. Yeah, he's definitely got the people on his side. Yeah. Um, so you're not just selling drugs, bro. You're doing a lot. Yeah, you're helping the hand become the fist. And I don't like, like it. what the fuck is wrong with them? Don't they? Don't I mean? I, I understand people wanting to make money or or for those methods. It is what it is. You get it how you live in this country, right? Mm-hmm. But why would you hire like? Demons, you know, bro. You know it's not going to turn good for you in the end. They don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, they don't. I mean, I mean, I mean, unless you're Naruto, and then you can convince them to care about you. That would be cool. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. Maybe he's trying to convince these devils to help him out and be cool with him. Uh, but we cut over to the next day. Daredevil is being discharged from the hospital. Uh, he gets put in the back of a van, and Cole is sitting there, just like, "All right, I needed, I needed to really pull you aside and talk to you because this is getting kind of ridiculous." Uh, <laughs> yeah, like this is <laughs> <laughs> like you're going straight back to prison to die. I mean, like, how many times are you gonna just get jumped before they finally actually get you? You don't have your cool fighting sticks in prison. <laughs> you survived this. You time. don't have the power set that allows you to not be killed by conventional means. <laughs> yeah. Any old Joe can stab you, and that's it. I mean, it's from the grace <laughs> of your Catholic God that you're even here in the first place. I don't. I don't understand why you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> Matt Murdock. 
So yeah, he's he's basically like your friends and McDuffie are do your friends Nelson and McDuffie are doing everything they can to get you out of here and rejecting yeah. that help does not make you a saint. It makes you fucking selfish. Take the deal, daredevil. And man, I mean, hey, get back on the streets. This shit is getting serious. Yeah, I mean, the hand is here. Okay. There's a little girl out there with Electra doing assassin shit. Yeah, Wilson Fisk hasn't been saying anything, and that makes me nervous. Yeah, I don't like that. You know, he's quite scheming. It's like <laughs> Dr. Doom. When you don't hear from Dr. Doom for a while, they, you know <laughs> something's going on. Yeah, if you're you like, something's in the works. Bro. If you're like a superhero and you don't hear from, like, I don't know, yeah, from Dr. Doom in a while, you're just like sitting there like, hmm. I don't I like should go Maybe I should go uh, <laughs> check it out real quick. Make should, sure, you know. I should knock on their door. Real fast. <laughs> he doesn't have the molecule man strapped up and about to go back in time to become God. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We see Doctor Doom literally in the beginning of that Avengers run. And yeah. then <laughs> that shit was crazy. Man. Oh man, Secret Wars was boring. Right. Um but anyway. Speaking of Fisk, uh he's working out. Uh he is getting jacked, trying to get his summer body in for Typhoid Mary, I guess. Um and he's he's lifting with this trainer who doesn't seem thrilled to be there. He's just like, five more, Mr. Fix. And he goes, easy. <laughs> Light work. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he's like, you seem pretty happy these days, Fix. What's going on here? He's like, ah, I guess I'm feeling all right. You know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say I've lived a life of great accomplishments. But it has occurred to me recently that life can be about other things than those eternal pursuits. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I feel like Dare, uh, like Wilson has been trying to get out of the game for a while now, and he's like, I'm a little closer. Just a little closer. And then, um, you know, after while talking, he gets interrupted from this wholesome talk by, uh, by Wesley, who's on the phone with uh, the doctor from Ravencroft. And he picks up the phone, and on the other line is bullseye <laughs> and bullseye's like well this didn't work out well for you huh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so a superpowered bullseye is now freed and killed all of the scientists that superpowered him uh so what fist gets so upset that he throws the weights <laughs> he crunched his phone <laughs> and then picked up a weight that was already set down by the way i thought he had it in his hand while he had the phone yeah but no he he looked down reached for the weight it did it with purposes yeah. i don't know yeah high floor probably the penthouse bro that's real i mean i feel like wilson Wilson Fisk breaks a phone of his every five issues, I feel. There's always a... <laughs> I feel like this has happened like 12 times in this run <laughs> where he just like gets tight. He goes, Rah! damn it. Uh, it's pretty funny. So, you know, he just goes off tight and Wesley like kind of puts it together. He's like, oh, God, bullseye's free. And the cover for the next issue looks pretty fucking cool. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of... It's kind of yeah. epic. Uh, but mm, it almost makes me nervous for Electra. Yeah. But that's Daredevil. I remember in the Daredevil movie, she, she got killed by Bullseye. I think she gets killed by Bullseye in the comics, too, but I could be wrong about that. Ooh. 
Um, I mean, Daredevil is so great. Uh, yeah, VGI. Yeah, v- uh, yes. I almost said it earlier. You're right. This is our certified very good issue of the week. Mine and Josh's. Certified VGI. I'll play it a second time for me. Certified VGI. I mean, if you're not picking up this Daredevil, it's like one of these the low-key, one of the better American comics out there. So do it up. No continuity necessary. Just get into it. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, not much else to say about Daredevil. Very fun issue. Are you ready to move on, Mr. Josh? Sir. Then let's go. It is time. Let me say, is this ice? <laughs> Dickhead, is it cold? Undead Unluck. This is Undead Unluck Chapter 63. Uh, and yeah, um, I guess this, this one will make the exception for it. For the first time since we started covering it, this is the audience voted really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. I was kind of shocked by how much this won by. Um, I am I am happy. I'm just going to put it like Oh, that. yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's just, it's a fantastic series finally getting its due. Uh Undead Unluck. Well, it's a little closer now, but it won 38.2% of the vote. Uh and my hero academia was, was like right behind it, kinda, with twenty oh. something. So close, but man, it, I mean, I remember looking at it early on, um, like just checking the results, like on a Monday or whatever. And undead unluck was like at sixty something percent. So my hero caught up in the intervening time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's get into it. Um, we last left off with Shen sacrificing his life, seemingly to protect Mui and Fuko. Uh, and he collapses to the ground with the fucking big bow staff still stuck in his chest. <laughs> yeah, still lodged. Yeah. yeah. It, it slid out of Andy's back because Andy's like, I'm like pretty, you know, I'm pretty lubed up in the center of my chest because a lot of things <laughs> just blast through there now. It's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the, <laughs> I mean, I guess like Fang is not even bummed because... This was his whole goal. He was like, man, son of a bitch. What an asshole to die here like that. Uh, Far too soft. Nigga, <laughs> I always knew he, you know, all the salt on the wound. I always knew he was a fool, but what a spoiled sport. Like brother, like sister. Eesh. Far too soft. Yo, things a fucking beast. I don't give a fuck about your rules, BGI, nigga. This is, this is my favorite. I mean, RGC. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. It's I'm okay. Sorry. It's okay. Hyped. I gotta say it now. It's okay. Fang is an animal. <laughs> Fang is an animal. I'll tell you that much. Uh, what a fucking asshole. Uh, Andy gets tight immediately and just comes in full body parts whirring. And um, Fang's not even worried. He's just sitting there like, but I suppose you can't do that now, can you, Undead? Uh, and Undead just like, he keeps firing off stuff, but Fang just counters everything. He he launches a shot from below 
and then fucking Fang blocks it with his fist, with his foot, sacrificing his middle toe uh, in the process. He just kind of like, hee hee hee, I just lost my toe. Uh, oh, wait, was it? No, the bone thing didn't break his toe, but Fuko shooting no, him in the, the foot. No, with his toe. Yeah. Man. Oh, no, he didn't yeah. lose his toe. Oh, God. Yeah, almost him in it. Yo, tell you things. Yo, he's different, man. Yeah. <laughs> him. And that was so a revolver, son. That wasn't a fucking little, little tutu. Yeah. <laughs> son. High caliber. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This is my high caliber toe grab. <laughs> Caught those with his feet. Yeah. Nigga. It man. Yeah, I mean uh, for real. Fucking, yeah, whoa. Yeah, oh shit. man. Meanwhile, Andy dying. Oh <laughs> Fang. Uh Shen. Shen. Shen is like, ah, I'm dead. He's so dying that he <laughs> sees the visage of his dead sister and his spirit <laughs> as a dead child. Goes up to her and is just like starts begging for forgiveness, just like I'm sorry, I'm the one who killed you. I'm so sorry. Uh, and Mui doesn't hold no, uh, May doesn't hold no ill will. She's basically like, I, I mean, you were the only one. You were always the one to protect me. So you know, I figured that you wouldn't have to live your life solely for me anymore. But well, I, I had more talent than I thought. You know. And it was actually the reason that she fell off of the cliff is that, you know, Fang was trying to get them to fight each other. And I guess he would just like he was planning on killing the weakest one. So he just like sidekicked uh, May off the cliff. And at that moment, when uh, Shang, Shen went to grab her, that's when his negation uh, power started to activate and caused her to do the opposite of what she wanted to do, which was hold on. And she fell off. She like slipped through his hands, and um, he he says, "I'm sorry, I, I I'm sorry, I left you alone. I'll come over to where you are." And she says, "No, you know why? Because you still have people you need to protect." Oh snap! Yeah, he says, "You after you lost a fang, you hungered to get stronger, all in order to avenge my death. Because of that, you've walked a similar path to fangs, fighting, getting hurt." fighting getting hurt in the end you could only see others as strong or weak but that's when you met her and it's when she he meets uh mui you know he sees that she her parents were killed by uma and you know he couldn't met he she, he couldn't abandon her because he he was reminded of her his relationship with may because she was protecting her younger sibling so you know i guess uh we go to this grave, and I don't know if... Oh, no, I guess this is her parents. Little brother passed away, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah. I, Man, I don't see him around anymore. And he looked like he was hurt, too. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Because I mentioned their parents died, I and I thought that. that this was like, you know, the her parents' graves. I don't know. It's kind of No, like, that would make sense. But then why wouldn't the brother be there? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I wish there were like another panel just kind of like indicating that. Um, but yeah, she, she stuck by him step by step and she healed his heart and she's like, say, do you like Mui? Um, what's it like to be in love? And he's like, I don't deserve to be in love. Besides I'm already dead. And May just says, no, you need to live and be happy for yourself and me. 
just like I like you always wish for my happiness, I'm wishing for yours. There's still a way left. So, you know, May vanishes off, says, I'd love to be with you again, but you need to stay here. Keep being cool and keep being the big brother I love so much. And Shen just comes back to life, it seems, for a moment. Yeah! <laughs> I'm, not alive. I'm not dead yet, you New York City motherfuckers. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> uh, man, he's like, Louie, could you be a deer and kill me, please? You know, just do the opposite. Yeah, he's... I- I mean, maybe I, he's going to activate her negation ability unimpaled. Yeah. <laughs> I coincidentally have the ability to unimpale someone I love dearly. dearly. Uh, I negate the rule of impalement. Um, but the, yeah, that's maybe she'll reverse time or something like that. Maybe something cool. Who knows? Yeah, something like that. But that's where this chapter ends. Um, sheesh. I mean, I did not like Shen that much before these this arc. Uh, in a matter of like three or four chapters, I'm like, shit, no! Right? I'm uh, like, damn, that soon? Like, come on, they ain't even really giving him shine shine like that. Yeah. You know what it is, man? I mean, I feel like this is like the artist for the series. Uh, let me get his name. Uh, his name is uh, Yoshifumi Tozuka. This is Tozuka at like kind of his this is like his potential and this series it's not like necessarily a problem that i really attribute to him but a lot of the characters feel like their arcs have been rushed a little bit probably yeah. because i feel like you know he was probably dodging cancellation at the time uh, yeah i agree he's kind of getting the gears turning yeah but i feel like you know now that he feels in a in a comfortable place where you know he could take his time more uh we're getting we're getting a little bit more from these characters. And I mean, it's a good thing to start with Shen because he's been with us kind of the longest outside of Andy and Fuko. I think, you know, he's the first other character we meet uh, other than the two that die. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, this has been a great moment for him and uh, a nice little over like uh, anti revenge story. Um, a lot of. I don't know how many revenge stories kind of go like this where, you know, he has the opportunity to come back to life and, you know, do things for the right reasons as opposed for vengeance. But this is a sweet little moment. Uh, I I liked it a lot. Do you want to say anything else, Josh? Nah, I said the things I wanted to say. I can't wait till next week's chapter. I'm happy that I I just, oh, you know what? I'll say this. I agree with everything you said. Um, at, At the... Uh, you know, I, I, I'll go ahead and say this. Like, you know, it may seem a little hypocritical that I would that I would criticize My Hero Academia for its pacing and not do the same for Undead Unlocked. But for what it's worth, it's not like I was giving it any RGCs or saying, oh, it was really good this week. We were mm-hmm. just covering it because we knew it was still a decent manga. And it did. It's, you know, it suffered. It was, it was you know, routinely one of the less, like, one of the, like, no, nah, I don't even want to say like negative words. You get what I'm saying? Like I, like the other three were usually better, even Black Clover, mm-hmm. generally. But now it's, I'm really, I mean, shit, I gave it two VG. That's two weeks in a row, bro. Yeah, I gave it a VGI. I mean, RGC. God damn it. <laughs> no, yeah, RGC. I mean, I would say, um, yeah, this is a special little series. Um, 
And he is, and that's why, because he's kind of, I feel like he's... He's getting out of their comfort zone. Yeah, just a little more, just a little more comfortable with uh, with his time, whatever he's got. Um, but I'm excited for watching that. I can't wait to see Fang get smashed into the ground. That man needs to go. He needs to go yeah. away. Um, but I'm good to go. You you ready to randomize? Yes. It is time to go. I hope he turns his sword into some gu- 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 guns. The X books. Uh, starting with Way of X number two. Very nearly my VGI, uh, if it weren't for Daredevil. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was really close. It was interesting. I, I think, like, this series is very, like, interestingly written, but we'll get into it when we get into it. Last we left off, uh, Kurt has been kind of, like, grappling with the more moral implications of resurrection and all of the things all the good things that come with Krakoa and what that means for the mutants on a spiritual or a moral or ethical level um and basically he sees all around that mutants aren't really valuing their lives they're a little more selfish now they're just kind of like in paradise you know and that's not spoiled them I guess that's the wrong word but like it's 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 made them more lackadaisical and you know it's it's taken away kind of like a, a foundation that they would have if they could die. Um, at the same time, there seems to be this thing called the patchwork man that is haunting, you know, Krakoa. We don't know what it is, but Xavier, patch, patch, patch. but Xavier seems to point uh, Nightcrawler into the direction. It's like, oh, maybe it was my crazy son. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, night. Nice. So Nightcrawler goes off to investigate. He goes over to this graveyard where he finds uh, Xavier's son, David Haller, a.k.a. Legion. Uh, and Legion appears before Kurt and is like, look, I, uh, I, I'm, he, he just starts to invade Nightcrawler's mind. He enters his brain and he explains, well, first of all, he enters his brain and inside Nightcrawler, the, the personification of Nightcrawler's brain is a pirate ship. Uh, that's kind of like in the middle of this uh, storm and there are these little facets of Kurt's personality being displayed. Uh, and he uh, Legion notices that there's this like weird coin in the bow. I don't know what this part is called. The mast, sorry, of the, of the ship. He pulls it out and he's like, ha-ha, I found the source of your weird troubles. It's this weird magic coin. So somebody has planted this in your subconscious. Um and Kurt's like, who, who would do? Th-? And Legion's like, ah, ah favor for a favor. Uh, I need your help. Mm. My body's, oh, I can't, I can't astral project forever. My body's about, oh, 10 minutes from causing an extremely nas- nasty incident. So, you know, gather a team and uh, come and help me with something before I tear apart reality. Uh, so we cut over to Krakoa where, uh, where, uh, What's his name? Fabian Cortez is sitting fresh out of being fired from Sword, uh, <laughs> which I love. I mean, you know, yeah, you're good. Fuck him. Well, on, on another level, it's just like it. It's a it's a double edged sword because it really does show how like, damn, all these books kind of feed into each other. <laughs> in yeah. a way. Uh people come in and out of each other's series as a direct result of what happened in the series they were in prior. Uh, so Fabian's just sitting there just bummed out that he's just got fired. Um, and that's when Nightcrawler pulls up 
and is like he goes up to Dr. Nemesis is like, hey, you uh, you worked with David Holler before, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I used to sedate him all the time. And he's like, cool, you're coming with me. He also picks up Pixie because I guess he has like she she has like a familiarity with Legion in one way or another. Uh, mm. Something that like I don't know about. But uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure. Either. But in any case, Nightcrawler pulls her along. Um, the new mutant known as Lost pulls up to Nightcrawler and tries to get his attention again. And Nightcrawler's like, I hate to do this because I did this last time when you really needed me, but I really got to go. Uh, I'll chill with you after later. And she, he teleports away. Um, but the reason Lost has been trying to get in contact with Nightcrawler is because she can visibly see the patchwork man as opposed to other mutants Holy who cannot. Holy shit. Yeah. So this patchwork man is just making everybody throw up is that the patchwork man yeah that's that's the patchwork man oh shit but he yeah was different before in the shadows yeah um meanwhile nightcrawler and dr nemesis and pixie pull up to the to a desert in saudi arabia where an orchid station is and it is destroyed um nightcrawler's like whoa what happened here and Legion's like, me, I happened, Sherry. But basically, his powers are going out of uh, out of control because Orcus has somehow managed to get Legion's brain and try to harness it into some kind of weapon to destroy Krakoa. Um, it's, it's a weird explanation. I don't exactly understand the hows about it, but I guess they're trying to make it so the many personalities inside... Uh, inside Legion's brain kind of like f- manipulate his mind and force his brain to inflict that upon reality as well. It's kind of hard to understand for me. Mm. Um, I wish it was a little more clear. I don't know. Did you uh, Do you have a clear understanding of what it is, Josh? Oh, what's going on in his head right now? Or what, like what Orcus was trying to do? Yeah. Well, both. If you um, have, whatever, Whichever one you know. Okay, well, essentially... They kind of they kind of get into it vaguely in the in the Orcus Protocol page, but essentially what they're doing with uh, Legion was using his brain and his hundreds and thousands or whatever of like person because he has he has an abundance of personalities. There's no limit. That's mm-hmm. why he's so fucking crazy and unstable, and why everyone was so fearful of him. But um, yeah, they were they they were using his brain as a as essentially a testing ground for them to um to to see how they are to basically simulate how they could attack Krakoa um mentally mm-hmm. you know if they could, and and as you see you know as we go forward and they start you know I guess going through his mind I don't know if you wanted to break that down page by page like you usually do not uh, not but this one in particular huh not this one in particular go for it nah yeah yeah so. Th- they essentially get to a point where they find like this mechanical probe, which, mind you, I want to say it looks eerily similar to the colors of um of, uh, that, Nimrod. of your big machine boy Nimrod. I thought Nimrod. it was Nimrod too. I was like, "Whoa, is that Nimrod?" Yeah, right. Like, is this? A, it looks like uh, somebody claimed it looks like a Nimrod probe. Don't know what that is specifically, but 
obviously it's Orcus um, Tech, which and they're the ones that created Nimrod anyway. Yeah. So you I know, if, w- w- whatever. It reminds but me of going, like you remember like way yeah. in the future that little robot that follows like the the yes. hyper that that's Nimrod. So I think that's what this is. Yeah, that's what it does look like. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. the with the blue that the blue guy had around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, what this probe is doing is basically suggesting something, right? Oh. Like into people's consciousness. So it's like an indirect thing, which is you know right. the same thing that happens like by watching TV and listening to music. You know, you you subliminal messages essentially. Right. Um, yeah, but this one's it's it's what they they call it um, an invasive exotic. <laughs> so and you know to to try to see like how that affects uh, mutant society because that's what's going on in Legion's brain that with all his many personalities this they're they're, they're simulating Krakoan society right and they're introducing this probe or this invasive exotic which is essentially like a virus into people's minds. Which is suggesting destructive behaviors, which is why, like, um, Legion's brain is in such a crazy mode. I guess the problem was they couldn't, they didn't understand how bad it would get. Yeah. It got out of control and it fried everybody. (laughs) Yeah, they underestimated how, just how fucking strong Legion is. So they're like, oh, they all died. Um, And Nightcrawler and Pixie seem to destroy the, this Nimrod, uh, probe for lack of a better word but it still doesn't really fix anything um and lee's just like ah, i guess it's just too late you know they it, it's already done too much damage so there's only one way well, out the world from exploding in 10 minutes but it was you know they something still needed to be done about it yeah there's and I there's only there's only one solution left as nightcrawler is like well first of all dr nemesis is like oh, i get to kill people Yes, I got the strap right here. <laughs> I've been waiting to test this shit out, man. Yeah. Uh, scramble your particles, bro. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And Nightcrawler's like, game. Nightcrawler's game. like, actually, I'll do it. Um, yeah. Favor for a favor. And he, he, he has this little moment with Legion where he's like, because Legion doesn't like being called Legion because his name is a reference not to him as a person, but to the many personalities within him. And he wants yeah, to be known so as himself. Yeah, like the stigma. Yeah, so he's like, you don't like being called Legion? Well, did you know a Nightcrawler is a type of worm? You know, my name came from, like, a shitty insult. I'm like, I didn't know that either. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, me neither. That's news to me. Pretty interesting. And he said, hey, man, I took it and I made it mine. You are not your flaws. And if destroying your this lump of empty flesh or empty meat will help you start new to rule yourself, well, perhaps there are sins worth sinning. And he gets everybody to get away and he shoots Legion's brain, killing Legion. Um, and we get a little bit of an informational page that is kind of interesting. These super interesting in my opinion. Yeah. Because these are obviously all part of Nightcrawler's coming creed, the lack of a, the, the mutant religion, uh, for lack of a better word at the moment. Um, but yeah, he, he basically explains it as like, this event is what kind of like, pushed him towards creating whatever this thing called the way is uh and it's an ugly act but an act that kind of you know it was a leap of faith and you know he's no god but i cannot deny that when he we returned to krakoa that day unsure of what we had done we each felt some dim understanding that someone something around us has changed 
and at the same time, everybody starts to kind of like feel it as, you know, the resurrection yeah. protocol is put into place for Legion and a bunch of different mutants gather. Uh, and this is kind of fucked up, but also very interesting implications down the road where Xavier is like, fuck, he's probably too unstable right now. I can't, I can't bring him back to life. Right. I can't restore his mind. You know, I won't do it. Which I thought at first I was looking at him like, damn, you ain't shit, bro. Like you, you just don't want to see him alive. But then I thought about, I was like, nah, he did almost blow up the world. So yeah, actually, didn't he almost blow up all of reality? Well, this was not under his control. He wasn't trying to. The orchestration got his brain. Fair enough. But (laughs) he can do it. You know, he can. I mean, I guess, like, I mean, I don't know all that much history about Legion, but I guess they do have a reason to be afraid of him because he's so fucking strong and so unstable. Um, So, you know, you don't know what to expect. And, I mean, and true to form, I mean, this is also kind of alarming. Legion restores his own brain. Uh, free of free of Xavier, uh, and Xavier's like fuck, and he's like, "You're right, Dad. You look like a crap astronaut." <laughs> uh, and it's interesting. He's like, uh, "Son, I mean, I'm sorry, but we were just about." He's like, "Yeah, I know about the Hellfire Gala. Go do your thing. I don't give a shit." Um, and Xavier and I've ex these X books have been going on for like. Two years, probably. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Xavier this scared. <laughs> yeah, right. This unsettled. Yeah, and that's why I think it's like interesting implications for down the road because, like, what if this is the, like, you know, you know how like Moira doesn't want like future like uh, clairvoyance around. Yeah. What if this is like Xavier's clairvoyance type thing where this is the thing he fears the most, and um. Magneto tries to spit game. He's like, "Hello, Legion. Yeah. I've been trying to. I've been trying to. You know, I got a project working underway. A lot. Several other Omega level mutants are involved. I would uh, welcome your participation." He's like, "Nope. Don't trust you, and I don't trust you either, Dad. But I do trust Nightcrawler because he's the only one who's like trying to figure kind of things out here. You, you've got all. You got a lot of secrets around here. But Kurt's in Kurt's mind, he seems steady. You know." So I trust him. Go yeah, build your yeah. empire. I, I want to directly quote him. I thought it was kind of well said. Yeah. It made me, I, I guess, reflect on it. Go for it. He says, tell you this. I've been in his head. It's chock bloody full of questions, but he's not pretending he's got the answers. That I trust. Yeah. And, you know, it's an element of, uh, you know, it's genuine because it's humble. Yeah. And, you know, it's really hard to fake being humble. Even when you're successful and, you know, you're being bashful, mm-hmm. it, it's still nice as opposed to being arrogant, you know? For sure. Uh, so, yeah, they they break off and um, Legion is basically like, hey, I want to help you with this hearts and minds thing. Um, you know, I know that they're, uh, they made these three laws, but, you know, you want to keep everybody to have a common ground to be thinking of we instead of me. Maybe that's the place to start. And Kurt's like, what are you talking about? Like making, having like police and, and Kurt's and Lisa's like, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. No, uh, but I don't, I don't think there's a word for what it is yet, but I know it's you. So, you know, I'll help you. And Nightcrawler's is like that thing, that, that poisonous coin you found in my head. 
I, I think whatever Orcus is doing, they've already like got us. So, you know, maybe everybody has this kind of invasive exotic, you know, do you know who the patchwork man is? And this is the biggest bomb because Legion's like, yes, I do. I can sense him. And uh, it is Onslaught Kurt. It's bloody Onslaught. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Who's Onslaught? Okay, so Onslaught was a big-time supervillain from the 90s. He is essentially the consciousness of Xavier and Magneto. No, specifically, he's the consciousness of Magneto with the with the with the abilities of of Charles, but he has Magneto's abilities too. Hmm. But it's not like oh, Magneto would control. It was both of them morphed together out of their control hmm. and turned into um this this person. He's a big deal. That's as much as I know. Well. Yeah, I don't know much they about it. They said he's working with Orcus, too. Like, Orcus unleashed this. Like, that's what it seemed like, like they was suggesting. Like, Kurt was. Like, they, they already introduced this invasive exotic, which was Onslaught. Maybe yeah. their version of it. Maybe they have something. Yeah. Um, Wave X is uh, is interesting. I, I can't. I feel like this is... I, uh, this is gonna have massive implications, but Legion's not a bit like Legion's Dude, not. Dude, Legion like a, is one of the one of the fucking team members, bro. In a regular book that we're gonna be seeing, we're gonna be seeing Legion like every time. Like, I'm excited. How fucking crazy is that? Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yo, Hickman's. We knew it. We knew it. But we didn't, I didn't know it was gonna be like this. I just thought the writing was gonna be incredible, but so, like just the whole initiative, man. So I have a question. How does how has X Men handled having such a power like really powerful mutants in their stories because like theoretically legion could literally snap away most of their problems that's how powerful he is so having him around all the time might be a little uh challenging as a writer because he's literally a a fix-all problem kind of character no well, when he was resurrected, he was resurrected without his personalities at the moment. So he has to kind of regrow those personalities and abilities. He, I think he has like his, his psychic abilities, but it, he mentioned that like he was reborn without like all of the things that make him as powerful as he, as he is. But there are like several, they have every mutant. They try to get every single mutant villain or hero onto Krakoa. So Legion's not the only like, ultra powerful one there but and a lot of the issues usually aren't really about like straight up combat right it's either espionage or some type of rescue or there's usually and you you know what you're right it has it is a challenge and they've they've they have met it so to answer your question they they have handled it very well yeah exactly this story um, isn't necessarily I mean, like even it. a character like storm is incredible yeah you know what i'm saying she can yeah. give she could give it to almost any uh, any other Marvel character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I might actually read this just because uh, I watched Legion, the show on HBO, and that made me kind of interested in him as a character. I want to see how he is in the comics. Yeah, I suggested you just pick up Way of X and just start with that book. And yeah, then, you know, see if you want to leak over into the other ones anyway. But mm-hmm. I think, but I think maybe when Way of X comes out, we can let you know, and then you could go out of your way to read it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the other ones you could just kind of pay attention to to kind of get a grasp of the story. 
I mean, hey, uh, for whoever listening, I suggest that to you guys too. You know, um, kind of on a sidetrack, somebody, I was at work and one coworker was trying to get another coworker to get into One Piece. And honestly, as amazing and goaded as it is, it's, it's a tough task, man, because it's a lot to get into. It's a lot on your plate. So what I suggested to the coworker, and the same thing I'm trying to explain to Brian, right, is to just pick it up where it's at right now because it's good. It's, mm-hmm. if it, you know what I'm saying? If something's that good, you could start reading it immediately. You'll enjoy it, and you will naturally want to find out certain things. You will want to go back and get that full experience because you're not going to, you know, you 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 get rewarded, you know, for 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 knowing the characters and what's happened before. Yeah, that makes the story way more compelling. So that's why I'm going to say the same thing to you, Brian. Man, I think Way of X is going to be dope. The writing has been great. It's I'm talking about you know spirituality and 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 you know cultural issues. This is this is really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Stick with this book. Yeah, Nightcrawler is my favorite mutant i think and you know i had high expectations for why way of x because of that i just like nightcrawler a lot so you know i'm glad that it's meeting that um on the subject yeah i i think like every x book is important and you need to to get the full experience you need to it's better to read everything but you don't in theory have to you can kind of follow one book at a time and see where you feel and how you feel about it and if you want to expand like Wolverine I, that we're about to cover, it's it's kind of like standalone. You don't really need to read anything else. No, you really don't. Uh, you know, Excalibur is like that to a degree. You know, they they they're the books interchange between each other, and it feels a lot better to read it all. So, but you know, you don't have to in theory. So you could start you could start with Way of X, and if you're interested in everything else, you can branch out. But yeah, as far as like getting into One Piece though. I guess I would say it's more accessible now than it was. For sure. Netflix has one piece. You can just binge it if you want. And it's pretty much the same story. I don't want to have a full... I, but that's, I, a, that's I, I all I'll say. I would rather save that conversation that's all I'll say. For, for maybe when we cover one piece. No, that's all and I'll say I about do... it. That's all my advice. Oh, okay. It's a little more accessible now. You can stream it on Netflix. Uh, but in any case, that was all for uh, Way of X. It's time to move on to Wolverine, number 12. Um, last we left off with Wolverine, uh, he was fighting vampires, uh, which is, I guess, the thing that we're doing now. Uh, so they've sent Omega Red as kind of like a an unknowing double agent into the vampire nation uh, because they're fucking with people. So, you know, they're trying to deal with that. Uh, Wolverine has been in touch with this coven of vampire hunters that have all recently been slaughtered by vampires because they're just regular folks with wooden sticks and garlic. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, how much longer are you going to last? Uh, but I guess Wolverine's love interest for this arc, uh, this one vampire hunter that got transformed into a vampire, um, she's just, you know, out here, they're just chilling in Paris. Wolverine is just immediately in love with this woman. Uh, I'm like, and yeah, he is locked on. Yeah, she basically is like, man, I I wish I could just pick up the Eiffel Tower and stab myself in the heart with it, and which is extreme. But Wolverine's like, don't say that. I love you. <laughs> uh, he is down bad with this one, but uh, 
in the middle of their sweet little moment, that's when they get attacked by the vampire who was creeping on them last issue. Um, and it is Father Cole who was the uh, old leader, I guess, of their coven. Um, they fight for a while. Uh, he knocks Wolverine off of a building and um, he basically goes up to the girl, Louise, and is like, come with me and come rule beside Dracula. Um, but Wolverine comes through and stabs him with a giant wooden stake, killing this guy. Um, we cut back over to the scientist dude who is, you know, working for Dracula, trying to make very, yeah, trying to make like daywalkers. The whole point of the vampire nation is that they're trying to take Wolverine's blood and somehow use it to make themselves able to live in the daylight so they can be a real nation. Like Krakoa is like, it's like I want to be a real country. Uh, so Omega Bread pulls up and uh, offers a deal with the scientist. We cut back over to the armory in Krakoa, where they get souped up with weapons, and um, Louise gets a new outfit, like anti-sun outfit that prevents her from burning up in the sun because she is vampire. Um, sure, it's fine. Why not? Yeah. Uh, they go back over to the X Factor headquarters where Omega Red is waiting for them. And he's like, What is he doing here? And I'm like, He works for you. <laughs> Did you forget that? Stop yeah, acting brand new, Wolverine. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, basically, he's like, I have an idea. <laughs> what if we give them you, but not really you? Uh, and they we cut over to i guess a little bit into the future where it looks like dracula has secured the body of wolverine and he's like haha we've done it now if you drink this wolverine's blood you'll be a, a for real vampire nation place but it turns out that it's not really wolverine it's one of it's like the empty vessel of a resurrected corpse of wolverine that they get before magneto implants all of their memories and personality um and <laughs> and yeah they it's actually kind of like a dirty bomb so they just been feeding them gross dirt uh gross blood that's not really Wolverine's blood and uh yeah they they take down the vampire nation kick their ass and then you know we cut over to the kingdom of Seval Sevalith which is the real home Sevalith which is the real home of the vampires and Wolverine's like, I know these are vampires, but they're different. They're not like Dracula. Dracula was wild, and they don't like him. <laughs> vampires here are actually kind of cool. They don't drink blood. They can birth their own from blood wombs. Whatever. It's weird. Oh, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye. So, yeah. So, you know, if we can uh, go to them and tell them that Dracula is building an army, they're going to consider him an insult and, you know, not fuck with him anymore. So they approach the council of vampire bosses and um, they ask for help with dealing with Dracula once and for all. And who is there but Death, the child of Apocalypse, one of the four horsemen, Death, who was actually defeated here by Storm and left here, I guess. Uh, I just remembered that from... They were feasting on him. I remember that. The vampires. He was like, thought I was dead. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm here. I didn't die. 
It is kind of surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, we seen him. We knew he was still around. I need to get that drop. I need to get Doke saying surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, death's here. I guess you can't kill death. So he's just like, I will help you kill Dracula. Right, cool. Uh, I mean, Wolverine has not been my favorite of the X books, but this issue is like better. And the others, I feel like, kind of invested now. Yeah, well, yeah. It's okay. I mean, it did, it's not like dra- dramatically better, but I'm like, eh, I guess this, this shit is like X Force extended, in my opinion. It really like, is. I don't understand why these are two different. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally feel you. I definitely feel like this is just like another issue of X Force. You could just make this an X Force arc. I don't know, but in any case. Yeah, the expos were good. I, I really enjoyed Way of X. Wolverine was all right. <laughs> um, I'm ready to move on. Are you, Josh? Gala is next. Then let's go for it. One Piece. One Piece. <laughs> one Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1013. Anarchy in the BM. Parentheses, Big Mom. Um. Oh, oh my bad. I thought that meant baby mama. Thanks, <laughs> Anarchy and baby mama. Um, it's actually a reference to a song. I, <laughs> I'll explain how I know later. But the the song is actually called Anarchy in the UK. It's like this uh, weird oh. old punk song. But for whatever reason, it's in the big mom now. I don't know. Uh, in any case, we open up with. Uh, Last we left off, Nami was fighting uh, Ulti to defend uh, Otama's honor. Uh, Usopp is like, yo, we got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, For sure. And Nami's like, no, she's going to chase us either way. But the main thing is she deserves what's coming to her. Um, And as Ulti rises to her feet, uh, Nami gets the tornado tempo ready. She fires one off, but Ulti dodges it and grabs Nami is like, I'm going to fucking kill you now. Um, and as she's about to descend upon her, Big Mom assembles the po- the collective strength of Napoleon, Prometheus, and fucking Hera and makes this fucking, like, I don't even know, this maser cannon. Laser. It's called it's a, a maser. triple beam laser. Yeah. Straight through Ulti's chest. Directly through her fucking she's stomach. Dead. She's dead. Holy she's dead. Shit. She's dead, bro. She's dead. Oh my god. Nah, I mean, look, dude. I think she's dead, but the ancient Zoans are really, really, like, resilient. Like, they could survive a lot. They could survive a lot of shit. Like, Jack survived being, like, thrown into the ocean, you know? Jack is a fish man. uh (laughs) Jack is a fish man. That's why he survived, despite being knocked down to the ocean. He is. Yeah. Yeah, but he still. Well, he he can't swim, but he can breathe a down there. Fish man with a, with a fruit. Yeah. Oh. That's oh. why he's. I learned that okay. way later. I learned that a lo- Like I learned that a couple months ago. I was like, oh, that's why he fucking survived that. I remember he was just lurking down there, just like, please, somebody help me. And I'm like, aren't you drowning? And then I thought he was just that strong. Like it was just the madness, maybe <laughs> that not breathing. That He's so like, strong. He doesn't need to breathe underwater. Yeah, All right. So like... I'll say this uh, on the status of Ulti. 
And the reason I know <laughs> what I know about the title is that, you know, sometimes I like to go onto the One Piece wiki and kind of just like, you know, peruse the chapter, uh, you know, just see if there's any notes, anything I missed. Any fun facts? Yeah. 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 There's like a whole like little list of fun facts and just like a brief one sentence chapter summary. Uh, I learned that the title is based on anarchy in the UK. And I also learned that apparently Ulti is not dead or not considered dead. She is simply unconscious. Yeah. You see, that's why I told you. <laughs> Ancient zones are just really, really, uh, well, can I get a slumber at least. I mean, yes, obviously my bad for not knowing dinosaur anatomy. No, wait, 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 wait. First <laughs> of all, First of all, just because the wiki says it doesn't mean it's official. Before, no, it's official, bro. I also yeah, consider... Yeah, that's, that's an official source, dude. So, no, sorry. I consider her fully... <laughs> I watched this and I was like, holy shit, is she fucking dead right now? Uh, and, you know, I mean... I wouldn't mind. First of all, props <laughs> to Big Mom. <laughs> this is some real emperor shit. Where, em yeah. like, she was basically like, get out of the way, little girl. And then she just... So I'm just going to finish this. This girl is beneath me. And then she just put your bitch ass baton. Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I don't have time for a one on one fight right now. I don't do those anymore. <laughs> I'm beyond that. Hold, hold this one. Bing. <laughs> and it smoked all her friends. I mean, all, all the all the gang behind her. Boom. I mean, this was so very. She like, dropped straight to her fucking head. I really do appreciate the realness of the emperors. Like, Oda doesn't try to make it so that, you know, they they get like knocked around a little bit. But you know, when o Oda communicates us always clearly that like when they want to end something, they will just end it. They will not wait, as we learn again later on. But getting a little ahead of myself, uh, we cut over to everybody just looking like fuck. She's dead. Uh. <laughs> So, yeah, all of Kaido's people are like, yo, weren't we supposed to be in alliance? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, Usopp and Nami take the opportunity to just run away. Uh, and out of the corner of her eye, uh, Nami notices Zeus just chilling, hiding, and noticing that, like, things are different. He peeps that, like, they got a whole new cloud friend. And he's <laughs> like, what? What's going on here? He goes up, he sees Nami, he's like, Nami! And Nami just like, fuck you. You know, turns her nose up at him. And Zeus goes back to Big Mom. After Big Mom notices, he's like, oh, there you are, Zeus. He's like, oh, Mama, it looks like we have a new member. And man, Big Mom's like, no, I don't need you anymore. I have a Hera. And then she orders Hera to eat Zeus. And Hera's like, I... And she just starts nibbling into his back. Oh, man. And, yeah. yeah as, as he's being eating, eating, his mom basically looks at him, is looking at him like, yeah, you know, this is what you get. You're nothing but a soul thief because you fucked up so many times. You're like a waste of my soul. And um, then she just turns around and plucks Otama away from He's like, yoink, I'll take that. <laughs> uh I'm going to put you over here where it's safe. Uh, and Big Mom just starts full-blown chasing after Usopp and Nami. Uh, and I guess 
Zeus in his final moments wants to make it right to somebody. So she, he just blitzes after Big Mom, trying to make it right. And Big Mom just like, you're my soul. And then just sucks, yeah. and just sucks his soul out. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Nami tries to get uh, some black balls over to, to Zeus, but that doesn't work out very well either. Um, and yeah, it's not it's not looking good. She's got to gain. She just continues to chase after uh, Otama, Usopp, and, and Nami. So you know it's not looking good. And as she brings down Napoleon upon them, a giant metal hand comes out and grabs the sword and slams Big Mom to the ground. And who is it? Who is it? It's fucking Eustace Kid. Called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. I think this is kids' fight. I don't. I don't know. I think this is going to be kid versus Honk Gibson. Yeah, right. kid versus Big Mom, or maybe kid in law versus Big Mom. I could see that. Uh, just dunks her head into the ground and is like, "This is my fight." <laughs> I mean, he does have a way to trap um, some of them, so yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's funny. Everybody's like Captain Kid, but Usopp and Nami are also like Captain Kid. Mm-hmm. and um the chapter ends on this two-page spread as we cut over to the rooftop on the skull dome and kaido is just talking to himself he's like man the outcome was obvious you gained a new power but you let it get to your head humans human beings don't give up no they can't give up hope that's the problem it's been a long time since i've gotten this worked up i should have simply cut off your head and announced my victory to everyone and then we cut over to Luffy well below Onigashima falling off as Kaido says, because now they'll keep believing you're going to win, won't they? Whoa. Can I get a TYS from Brian? What's a TYS? Uh-huh. Hold you so. <laughs> okay. Kind of, sort of, but... A little you early that, to call. You have to declare it next time. Next time you can't be like, oh, it would be crazy if such and such. No, 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 I said, I said that, you know, they were hinting that Kaido is a fucking monster in a 1v1 situation, so Luffy could lose this shit. And I was right. I hey. think they was just hinting that he needed help, not, not that he would outright get smoked. No, no, it's... No, it's been hyped up since the beginning. Well, since, like, ever since Kaido has been uh, mentioned, him being in a 1v1 and winning has been, like, a correspondence. Specifically 1v1. He's not the 1v1 versus Kaido. Fuck out of here. I mean, versus, versus uh, Odin. Yeah, he so did. I'm not trying to hear that. He ain't <laughs> no. no beast in a one-on-one. He ducks fades. <laughs> I'm he don't, don't want to smoke with Shanks. He does not. I, I he does. Didn't he fight Shanks before Marine? No, Ford? he did. He did fight Shanks yeah, before Marine. He did fight Shanks before Marine Ford. He lost. <laughs> That's why he was up in the clouds. He was thinking about his life. Um, I'll say this. Um, I don't think. I don't think Luffy's done. I like this is just like kind of a thing Luffy does. He's he's gone out and in and out of fights before. He did it with crocodile, yeah, obviously, yeah, with crocodile. Flamingo. You know, there's crocodile vibes going on here. Did that happen with the crocodile fight? You know, yeah, he like fought him three times. Ago, so. He lost twice. What? In the same fight? 
Remember what? Wait, no, wait. In the same arc, though, he lost um, in the desert, and then he lost on the kingdom palace rooftop, and then he fought him one more time in in the ruins, and that's where he won. Like, obviously, Luffy's gonna come back from this, right? But yeah. It's not gonna be easy for him to beat a, a full on fucking emperor. Like, he's not gonna no, win sure. this on the on the second fade, you know? Sure, but he didn't lose yet. He didn't lose officially yet. It's not well, he over. is kind of knocked out right now. Hey, I mean, remember, One Piece fights last days. You know, like the big they ones, do. the big ones that matter, they last days, and this could be just like day one. Yeah, imagine in the next chapter he just snaps back out and reaches his fucking He's like, oh. ass. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right, whatever, all right. man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you was knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I'll say this: a second ago. I don't know how he gets out of this one. He's literally falling away from the island as it's floating away from him. He's he, gonna need some help. His, oh, this is already been confirmed. This is when his uh, awakening comes out, and he just turns the sea into rubber. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> 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 Bounces back. We get gear five. Imagine. Did he use gear four with his with with, with the Ryu? So he hasn't done it yet. No. So I guess gear five would be his his supreme hockey infusion. No, no, no. His... He did. He did use gear fourth when he first got there. When they were all fighting. But he didn't use it. Yeah, with, but he didn't use it with supreme. supreme so. Oh yeah, yeah Supreme with the, Hockey. Uh, with the King Hockey. Yeah, I guess it's too hard to maintain both. Real quick, this last pages with with Kaido almost almost got the RGC for me. Like it almost got it, just because it got me thinking. I interpreted this this ending of the chapter three different ways, right? So um, there's the first way that you know Kaido's like um, kind of I kind of felt like Kaido was kind of. Like, him not killing Luffy was, like, he's talking about this speech with hope and shit. And my, I, I felt like he was talking about this and he let Luffy live because he was hoping that Luffy would be the one to kill him, right? And that's why he let him live. And there's also another side of it where it comes down to um, Kaido having that half-human side of him that he just can't help but hope. You know, mm-hmm. like since since yeah, he didn't um, humans that they yeah he, he's talking about humans and and hope and all this shit. And third, this obviously clears up that Kaido is not human. He is he is a beast that ate a human like fruit. Um, that just because confirm it, it does, does confirm, confirm it. it. He literally removed himself from the human race. The, like nobody talks a human does not talk about humans in a third in a third Shanks party. Is te- Shanks is technically not a human either. Celestials Shanks talk about human. themselves that way. Huh? Celestial celestial dragons don't talk like talk about themselves that way. Celestial dragons Yeah, but he's not a celestial dragon. Sure. Brian, he's the point though. is that there's presidents in the series. This president there's a president for people speaking mighty of themselves. Saying yes. they I am above human. Yes. I, I mean look. Is that really? Is I don't that know. Really I think that, the point you, you, you is that the point you want to run with? Yeah, I think it is because is? look, the, everything lines up with Kaido being a dragon first, right? Everything no, lines up to that. I his first, agree. his first thing that he does when he fights the 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 scabbards, he turns into a dragon, right? Because that's where scabbards? he's most comfortable, huh? Who the scabbards? The Akazai Nine. Oh, okay. They're known as like, so. So he fights them as a dragon. 
So it's like I'm I'm pretty sure and plus he has dragon abilities. That base, like this is something that doesn't come with his quirk, I I feel. Um Kaido Kaido I think he's a dragon that's that's become human, you know? That or that and, has a a quirk that made him human. And that and, and not and, and and not that he ate the Zoan dragon fruit that gets him all his mystical no. abilities. I'm well, pretty sure think, he's do you not think human. Marco was a phoenix and also ate the human human fruit. <laughs> no, because it's different. One. He has a human-like appearance. Human fruit, right? So does Kaido. He, Kaido Kaido yeah. has horns, though. Kaido has horns. Who Big else? Mom's not human. Well, like, no, Chopper has fur. She's giant. Yeah, Chopper has fur, but guess what? Chopper was a reindeer first, and that's why he has fur, right? Wait, no, your, your theory falls flat because there's already there's only one human human fruit and Chopper already yes. has it. Forget, that's yeah, also that's another factor. Thing. It's it's a human like fruit. It's not well, he's not other completely there human. Be? It could be another another human? side to it. I don't know. It could be something. He he has a club. He could be a fucking caveman fruit. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I mean, look, it's there's obviously a lot of cryptic shit going on with Kaido's backstory, even with like. They're talking about the hope. I while I don't think it means that he's not human, I think there's multiple levels that it's supposed to mean on that. Like I think the the surface level is that we're supposed to take about it is that he wishes that he had killed Luffy and shown off that he had killed Luffy so he can so he can just kind of like stop everyone from fighting. Yeah. Uh yeah. so he could take away the hope of the other straw hats and they'd just like quit. As long as they have hope, they'll keep going. So that's the surface level. And there's obviously something within Kaido's backstory that informs the subtext of him talking about how humans need hope. And maybe it goes back to, you know, the fact that he doesn't have any hope. And that's why he separates himself from humans, is that he's always trying to die because he feels no hope. Mm. I don't know. There's a lot of levels to this. We know nothing about Kaido. Uh the only emperor we really know about yeah. is Big Mom. The other emperors have their backstories strictly on lockdown. So it's kind of hard to interpret what he says. Could he not be a human initially? Maybe. I don't think it's all the way that crazy, but I don't know. There's not a precedent for that. The only... I don't know. Is it really that crazy to to believe that he could be not well, human? Based on the established initially? rules of how devil fruit work, where, they're, where two of the same devil fruit can exist in one time. Yeah, I'm... The only way I could see it is that if Vegapunk potentially created an artificial devil fruit, because he seems to be the only one with that capability. Yeah. And was like, the, the artificial fruit that I'm going to make is another <laughs> human, human fruit. No, it's not. I don't think it's another human human fruit. It's some variation. It it's some variation, it is dude. The human, human I swear it's some oh. variation. Yeah. Because... Like the, I, I have this really strange feeling that like, cause Big Mom also gave him this fruit. Let's not forget that. And there's just a lot of weird, yeah. But what things about Kaido? There's a lot Big of weird Mom things about Kaido him. Kaido the fruit. Yes. Yeah. They did mention in passing that Big Mom gave Kaido his devil fruit. So it's but, like wow. But when Kaido and Big Mom knew each other, Kaido was still human. He was on the Rocks crew. So if they, did, I mean, no, we don't know if he was human maybe, on the Rock's crew. He, he could have been a pet. He filled the role of mystical pet. Yeah, he could have been a pet. Being, you know, what I don't I'm know. Saying? And they was like, let's call Vega Punk. He could artificially create the human human fruit, or maybe they found the adjacent 
Um, and also, there's that. Why was Kaido making a clone of his own fruit? And how? Why is Mononosuke the one who gets it? Right? Like, obviously, there there's a lot that goes into this. But Mononosuke got it by accident. He wasn't meant to. Yeah, get he it. got it by accident, right? Of course. But I'm just saying, he got he got a fruit that was meant to be Kaido's clone fruit, right? So no, well, all the all the smile fruits are made out of Kaido's blood. So no matter what animal you are, you, oh, came I Kaido. see, I see, I see, I see. And, but there is something um, to that, you know that the you know, there's something in Kaido's blood that inherently is able to make these fruits. So maybe there is something to the theory that he's. not It's almost human. like he has the blood of a dragon. I mean, that doesn't make him a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be through the, through his own fruit, and his fruit facilitates that with his. Blood. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that could be the case too. Maybe he's one of the people that were wiped out by the world government in the Void Century. Mm. Maybe he's a descendant well, of those. That's crazy. That would be really interesting. Maybe there's a reason that, they, like, the reason they wiped him out is because these, the, whoever these people were, they were capable of creating the devil fruits. Yeah. From their own blood. I don't know. There's a lot to theorize with Kaido's backstory. I don't think it's that simple as Kaido was a dragon and. I you forgot know, Smile was that. even made from his blood. That's that makes so much sense. Well, there's a lot of information being revealed in in little scattershot chapters here and there, but yeah, I do I do recall like the CP Zero guy mentioning that all the devil fru- all the Smile fruits were based off his blood. So that's why that's like I guess the main ingredient. I mean, sheesh, I don't know. I don't know what this means for Kaido. I don't know if he's human. I'd like to think he is, and I'd like to think his. Whatever his deal is, it harkens all the way back to to the Void Century. Because we got to get some closure on that. And I feel like him going after Wano. Oh, Wana, man, yeah, I can't wait till they talk about just that. Just give me more Kaido, bro. Just give me yeah, more Kaido I shit. I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think that's my theory, if anything, is that he was one of the original people from the Void Century, or a descendant of the people from the Void Century, and for whatever reason, he came after Wano, who were the people who created Poneglyphs. And one of the people from Wano had to Wait. one of people one of the people You're from right. Wano knows the true history. So there's a reason he came for Wano. Outside of it being just kind of like this outside territory. He was. He was interested in the Poneglyph. I mean, each of the Emperors has one. Has a road Poneglyph oh. to the to the to Raftal. Which means they all know. They all know something. They all know a little something. I don't think th- because the only way to know. What I don't probably mo- knows the most because he has Odin's journal, right? Probably. Well, had Odin's journal, unless he didn't know about it. Well, they also were very tight-lipped about what they saw there, so I don't think Odin would flat out reveal what's on Raftel. Uh, even in his even own in personal his journal. journal? Yeah. yeah, not even in, probably not even in his personal journal because I figured that he would, like somebody would, f- he would figure somebody would find it and somebody would read it. There's probably hints in that journal, but I don't think he out and out said this is what I what we saw there. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot going back. I'm very interested. I mean, Kaido's so cool. <laughs> he's just so, he's just the <laughs> coolest. He really is. Uh, one of the, like, and if the arc goes down as good as it has been, and it continues that consistently. Like, Kaido might be like one of the best villains of all time. Uh, I'm just because of uh, his impact on the series. Very fascinated to see what's going on there. Lots of theories this this chapter. Um, 
Oh God, I fucking love and hate Oda at the same time. Oh, like, he's this off is next the kind week. of shit. <laughs> like, I just wish, like, I, I've said it before, but I feel like I wish I was put into a coma five years later so I can binge read all of One Piece, you know? <laughs> or ten years later. Five years down the road, we're in the middle of Elbath, bro. We don't even. <laughs> yeah. We don't even know. I mean, how long did. They, how long has it taken? How long has it been since they came from the break? Since, um, since the time 2010 scale? about we were in high school we were like leaving high school bro there's no way it's yeah this i'll say this man i mean i don't there's I, way more time for sure and especially bro, since he's taking so many breaks arc? which i am happy that he's taking breaks considering the news that has hit the manga world this the today um it, it just kind of reminds you uh i mean i haven't read this series this is a very beloved series berserk the creator for Berserk recently passed away or passed away today. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, I was going to wait until the end of the episode just so that we could truly honor him. And I guess, you know, this is a good time as any. I mean, um, personally, I followed Berserk somewhat. Uh, you know, I read it a little bit and uh, I kind of followed it from a third party. Um, and... Of course, you know, it's it, it wasn't always my cup of tea, and I'm not going to pretend like I was a big fan of Berserk, but there's something that you cannot take away from Berserk, and it's its impact that they had on all of manga this is and true. culture that surrounds manga as well. Like, um, this series was hugely influential, and um, I could see why somebody would enjoy this series, because it it's such a complex uh series when it comes to its character writing and how people um operate like um that's the one thing about berserk that i truly truly like admired is how well and how um and just how powerful these characters were in their in their goals and how and um and their aspirations like guts and the the rivalry between guts and uh i forget his name the the white haired dude um like the rivalry between them it's beyond what a typical shonen will ever have in my opinion like the the, the way that they the respect that they have for each other the hatred they have for each other and also in some way the love that they have for each other it's just unmatched across any other series in my opinion there's no series, even though, even if I'm not a fan of Berserk myself, I can't deny the rivalry those two had was something that was truly remarkable. The way that he read it, wrote it, and he deserves so much respect and praise for everything that he's done in in the manga industry and for blessing us with such an amazing series. Yeah, no, I I hope, I hope he's resting well. He's really a legend. Yeah, I I don't know anything about Berserk. Um, I know of it. Same here. I just haven't. I know, I, yeah, I know it's a series, and I know it's. I can tell by the art style; it's been around for a while. Yeah, I, I think like around thirty years. It's actually been around. It's older than One Piece. Uh, yeah, it's, it's still ongoing. I think yeah, it was it, on point. He never finished part it. Part of the reason why I wasn't really into Berserk myself oh, because it was a very, it was a very on and off series, like Hunter Hunter. Ooh. Um, so it, it never finished, and um, oh yeah. no. Yeah, but now I will be reading Berserk just because um, I feel Can like I this. Gonna end it? 
Huh? It's not going to end. It's not going to end Well, I mean... It's not, no, it's not that I'm reading it because it's not getting an ending. I'm reading it because now there is no ending to come. So it's... Like, it's not like I'm... I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, this series is never going to be finished, or oh, what's the point of getting into this? Because it's not going to finish. Now it's different from that. This is a man's legacy, you know? This is a legend's legacy that he left behind for us to read. And um, there, are, since there's so many parts of this series that I admire, I feel like now is the time for me to truly come into it and try to and, and, and appreciate it for what it is and what he left it behind as, you know? Yeah, and uh, you know, just to not to be like super dark or anything like that, but um, this is some conclusion that people might come to if, like, hope God bless that this doesn't happen. But what if Oda passes away and and One Piece is never finished? You know, um, a series so beautiful and so perfect as One Piece, like it can't just be lost forever just because it's not finished. You know, there's still so much beauty in it. Yeah. Basically, that's... if something like that happens, I have it in my head that I'm going to basically turn to Christian and say, you need to finish the series yourself <laughs> and just write it. I don't know. I can't. I could do it. <laughs> I could do it. And you don't have to send it to nobody. It just has to be five, three. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll try. Finish one piece. You yeah. have to do Albaf, whatever you think it would be, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what the fucking what happened. What happened in the void here? You I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you have to figure that shit out, bro. I, I, I would, I would lean on you for that. Yeah, I guess was uh, I'm the I, I, I suppose because you believe I understand One Piece on a spiritual level. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like you could kind of just feel it. It's not you don't have to use logic for reasoning. Yeah, although I mean, that would help too. I mean, that's the nightmare scenario, you know. Uh, we. I, oh god, yeah, I don't even want to think. Thanks, Brian. I only want. I I'm only, just saying. No, yeah, that's why I brought it up because you know Oda's on break next week, and we all three of us understand. Like, we're not assholes. We're not like bah, for real. We only like play. Oh no, yeah, I'll, I'll cry. <laughs> I won't even. I won't be upset. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm we play it up. Cry, you know, we know how fucking like hyper intensive mangaka work schedules are. So yes. you know, we're human. We understand, but you know, that's also you know the nightmare scenario. I bring up Berserk because it's like, just to bring in some perspective, your favorite mangaka, like Hunter Hunter, I think like the guy, he's he suffers from health issues as well. We've seen it with World Trigger. These guys work in a weird, hyper-intensive work schedule. It's not weird. It, it's just Japanese culture in of itself. You know, you work, you work, you work, and you work, you work, you work. No, yeah, like, for sure. Your, your work works you in Japan. Like, um... They like it's commonplace for people to pass out on the street because they just work all the time, you know. Yeah. So we um, won't use the word weird. We'll use unjust. We'll use fucking yeah. psycho. <laughs> yeah. How about that one? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure that the people, if it was up to the actual citizens, they probably wouldn't agree to that. I'm sure they would take a yeah. four-day work week. I'm from what I understand, that's like a cultural, like that's what they believe in. As like a core value is just to work really hard, and they take yeah, it to but an you extreme. don't have to work. You don't have to grind yourself to dust for the sake of another person's profit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what's. I mean, you know, Brian brought 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 up something real about their culture, so we're going to talk about what's actually happening. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what's going on. These people aren't working super hard to fulfill their dreams. I mean, I guess the mangaka are, mm-hmm. but uh, I tell you this: I'm sure they'd love to take 
to, to release every other week. And I'm sure we'd still enjoy it nonetheless. Yeah, We've enjoyed World Trigger month by month, have we not? It's hard to be in that headspace, you know, when... Because um, I, I think it's a little different from, you know, say, like, labor stuff here, where it's it really is just like a core value in in over there you know like that's where they they have a lot of pride in their work and regardless of you know taking breaks and stuff i think like that's the and you know for manga in particular they they don't really fight against it because this is their dream they understand the stakes but i'm glad that you know there's there's some measures where i feel like shonen jump is getting more aware it's like oh these are actually people and they could pass away uh you know, so, you know, back off a little bit, which is nice. I mean, I want One Piece to be around for as long as it needs to be. Um, and, you know, the a, some, it's sad, but a passing like that is just, it puts into perspective so many things you're grateful for in, in this genre and this niche that we all share in manga. Um, I feel for the Berserk fans, I don't know. I don't know how I'd be holding it together if, if Oda so ever passed, bad. God forbid. Yeah. yeah, to be so <laughs> invested in something, like, I'm I'm not as invested as somebody who is invested into it for 30 years. Imagine being one of the first Berserk fans who's still following it today. Jeez. Like, that must, it must be gut-wrenching. Yeah. My heart goes out to you guys. My heart goes out to, to uh, Mira. Family. Yeah. R.I.P., dudes. If you're a fan of Chainsaw Man, you're going to love Berserk. I'll say that right now cuz the art that that later like halfway through the series like there's just a huge like upgrade in how he draws. It's just so fucking phenomenal. Like I'm just I'm really excited yeah. to, to dig my teeth I'm into on it, TikTok you know? a lot and I, all I see is these millennials one? being like I'm to Berserk's con and just sharing his art on Was there. he 50 Was he 54? Yeah, he was 54. That's too young. Too young, yeah. Yeah. It's it's sad. It's just it's a shame. Hopefully Mangaka's I don't know. Just just value their their health. I feel like that's a lot happening can more. Be done, man. I mean people you know how long it took to make statues? Mm-hmm. They're beautiful works of art. And you're not gonna no one's going to take that away because they took breaks and took their time with doing it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I give more value to that usually when I know someone put a lot of time and thought and didn't just crank something out. Yeah. Imagine how much better these stories could be if there wasn't so much pressure. Yeah, yeah I mean, sometimes. Grand- I'll, I'll wrap it real quick. I mean, granted, this is, there is one of my favorite shows of all time, South Park, is arguably ex- so excellent because of how hard they work and how rushed their schedule is. But, you know, they truly sign up for that, and I'm sure it doesn't have to be that way and it comes out like that. But I don't think that should be anyone's go- like standard. Yeah. I-, I-, I think it's inhumane. And I don't, I don't. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. I feel really bad for him, and I really hope that you know him sacrificing his health in his earlier years in life didn't you know lead to you know such an early death i don't want i don't know i don't want to come off as disrespectful so yeah, i'm gonna I get that. leave it at that but i do feel strongly about that and i think a point should be made yeah um as a workaholic myself i just kind of like relate to it a little differently um but you know i get it as well there's a 
there's one panel that stuck out to me, and I'll, I guess we'll wrap the show with this. Just a, um, but there is a, a panel of Berserk that I saw that he, I don't know what it's in reference to. I don't know really the context, but Guts uh, is talking, and he says that he died doing what he really loves, so he must be happy. And I feel like that's how he feels about just life in general. You know, I feel like if there's any, I guess if there's any way to go out is to, you know, go out doing what you love within reason. Don't let what you love be terrible. <laughs> yeah, you know, as long yeah. as there's goodwill. Yeah. But, you know. But, no, I mean, I don't know. There Obviously, there's a limit. Don't do it till you die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't do it so much that you, that you can't take it, but, you know. But if you happen to die... You would hope it's, you know, when you're living your dreams in, in that space in life where you are doing the things that are making you happy with work being one of those. Yeah. Uh, it's a bummer of a topic, but that's why I guess I brought it up last. <laughs> but it is, uh, I think that's, uh, that's all we got to say. Uh, it is time to wrap our show. Oh yeah, we went a little bit long, but you know what? It was a worthy topic. I, I'm not mad at it. I hope yeah, you guys enjoyed. I'm not it. mad either, man. This was we had some good talks. I was able to listen to y'all. We all feel like we all heard each other out. It's nice. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Please let me know uh, what you think about the show. Please comment below, subscribe, like, uh, all that stuff. Share the show with your friends if you enjoy it. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Leave a five-star review on iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on there. We're pretty much everywhere. We're on even obscure things I've never even heard of. We're there. Uh, so hit us up on that. Subscribe to our YouTube. Email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Follow us at New Jump City. I am at the Chris Espinall. Josh is at JD Cole underscore 37. Brian is at B.ESP. Follow us all. Uh, and thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, new jump citizens. Peace out, guys. R.I.P. Kentaro Miura. <laughs>